628. Welcome to Friday, the 10th of March 2022. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your down 97.3 FM. My name is Nathan Kwao, sitting in for Bernard Avila. Welcome to another wonderful day. And thank you so much for keeping your dials locked on City 97.3 FM. Music coming from Daughters of Glorious Jesus. We call this one Wuntabang. That's where we want to be. Under the wings of our Father. Grab a seat. Let's have breakfast this morning. Get to us on the number 0549-986-996 on Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. And you can also listen to us live on citynewsroom.com. We start off with our business sense brought to us by ADB. ADB is asking if you already have an existing personal loan with them and they're asking whether or not you've serviced your existing loan for up to 12 months or more. If you answered yes, they've got good news for you. They are giving you a special personal top, a personal loan top up to meet your school and hostel fees, rent, mortgage, domestic needs, and more. Now, with the ADB special personal top up, you enjoy reduced interest rates, extended repayment period, and also maintain your existing monthly repayment amount and more. Call them on 0593-844-898 or 0593-845-845. Or visit any of their branches nationwide. ADB truly a Greek and more. Our business says today comes from Donald Rumsfeld, former US politician. Former US Secretary of Defense and a businessman in his heyday. Now he says, don't necessarily avoid sharp edges. Occasionally they are necessary to leadership. Don't necessarily avoid sharp edges. Occasionally, they are necessary to leadership. So, uncomfortable times, sharp edges, the testing periods, don't avoid them. Because they will help bring out the leader in you. They will sharpen you, quicken you and build your resolve and build your resistance. And it will sharpen you for the bigger tasks ahead. That's how leaders are made. Leaders are not made in soft times, in good times. Leaders are made through hard tough times the sharp edges they call it so don't avoid those sharp edges because they are occasionally very very necessary to leadership that's our business sense for the morning brought to us by adb adb truly a greek and more coming up next is the newspaper review this is the city breakfast show we'll be right back don't go anywhere This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Unleashing the 
35 music from Adani Best. Cause this one Jata. Oh yeah, oh Jata be ole. That one more no no one. This is the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is the newspaper review, powered very appropriately by Total Energies. And they are saying that they are continuously innovating. Now, as Invenga says, innovate or die. Now, because Total Energies don't want to die, that's why they are constantly changing and innovating. They've brought a new bottle, which is user-friendly, with a big side handle that makes it easy to carry and pour. Now, the cap is redesigned to avoid leaks and splashes when pouring, hence less oil loss. That, that is very, very important. Charlie, if you are pouring stuff into your car and you don't hold it well, then you are losing half the liquid. Now, the new label inspired by a car dashboard has a QR code and displays uh, product marketing and technical information for easier selection of the right product. This is performance at first sight. Same superior quality oil in a modern premium bottle. Quads keep your engine younger for longer.
37. Let me welcome my brothers in arms. <laughs> my brothers in arms. Richard Delasca and Godfred Akutu. Arms, legs, everything you want us to be <laughs> joined by. We'll be joined by brothers. As he says, well, good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like your shirts, man. You're looking you, swanky. You. Other people will say, Comrade. Comrade. Comrade, yes. Yeah. Comrade. Yeah. <laughs> or other people will say, Fellow Patriot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You understand what the comrade means. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> uh, you know, when you. <laughs> you <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> there are certain places where you say comrade, right? <laughs> they will give you something. They will give you something. Let's go to the little Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. I don't want to go to Russia. Front page of the Daily Graphic, killed soldier laid to rest mm. as Simon residents demand justice. Mm. Law enforcement to doorstep. Police create seven new regions. And then the CDD Ghana is suggesting the use of the guarantor system as part of uh, the debate on the new constitutional instrument. Solid, solid. I back that position. The Ghanaian Times says this morning, former minister jailed over land goes in. For seven days for contempt of court, and the photograph for my good friend Dr. Mustafa Ahmed um, is here on the front page. Also, migrant um, constitutes um, 28.5% of Ghana's population. Um, I think they want to say migrants constitute, so the S should move to the migrant. And then, so yeah, yeah, grants uh-huh, constitute. constitute. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Uh, for some reason, uh, the the type editor didn't look <laughs> at that. Slain soldier laid to rest, and geological service authority survey authority requires two hundred million U.S. dollars in investment to transmit real time seismic data or seismic data on earthquake. Mm. Front page of the Republic Press: Shaiman in shock as anger trails military soup. Defense minister calls for respect for soldiers. Uh, or in the Ashanti region, parents are stranded as vaccine scarcity hits Kumasi. And in the also still in the Ashanti region, pupils escape death as school block collapses at Achema oh. Asamain. Let me take you to the Chronicle. Soldiers beat innocent people in Ashaiman Parliament admits after meeting with the Defence Ministry. Also, slain soldier laid to rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, some photographs here. Very, very touching photographs. And then also retaining experienced civil servants beyond retirement age is good for development. Some people have been really critical of this one. Okay. Uh, the front page of the new crusading guide. This story we dealt with a while back, but mm-hmm. it's made it to the front page of the crusading guide. Japanese scientists here to clean Galamse polluted rivers. I see. Oh, I yes, we've dealt with the story. And then uh, Jata cement fraud ring busted. And mm. the NPP is 
going to host a youth summit in Germany. Let me take you to the final newspaper. 288,800 apply for U-Start. Um, Full-scale execution targets 1 million jobs in three years. Also, um, there's a story here. Communications ministry targets to train uh, 5,000 girls in ICT in 2023. And blood donation records sharp decline in five years. What, why is that? Why are people not donating blood? Well, <laughs> finally, from me, Nathan, the front page of ABC News today, um, they are talking about the ISO West Wagon NDC mm-hmm. contest. Fred Nyama feels betrayed oh. by Dumelo. <laughs> yes, that's what's happening there. Politics is about interest, man. They stay for some time. And when they move on, the Ghanaian Observer says President Akufuado tells projects and policies to cushion Ghanaians. Boost for Galamse fight as Akufuado readies to commission three community mining schemes and uh, UN reform overdue, according to the Minister for Information. Some other stories um, are here. For instance, newborns to get Ghana card. Numbers from uh, March 31, 2023, according to the Vice President. That's good. Mm, okay. All right, if you go online, uh, before that quickly, the front page of the Herald, mm. I have a, a digital front page here, and it says, incorruptible, in quotes, incorruptible, the Kufado fights his hand-picked auditor general. <laughs> Imani Africa, ASEP, demand presidential probe into botched $1.65 billion GNPC um, acre deal. Looks like this, every now and again, this, this story pops up. Shraj bears teeth at military high command as Ghana bar GJA CDD keep mute over human rights abuses. And Ibrahim Mohamed's cement, Jata cement, falls victim to fraudsters. Plus, defense minister sides with soldiers against brutalized Ashaiman residents. That's the front page of the Herald, as I see it. Then, uh, front or the opening page of citynewsroom.com. Says Amnesty International condemns military raid in Ashaiman, calls for expedited probe. And vaccine shortage is smack of gross incompetence and poor planning. Ooh. That's coming from Akando. Mm-hmm. Akando. Kwabna Minta Akando, MP. The health minister says we've paid UNICEF $6.4 million for supply of childhood vaccines. Mm-hmm. So when are they arriving? That's the question. Okay. Other stories. Aisha Huang built a well after destroying a water body. Prosecution witness. And Aisha Huang San find 10,000 cities and so, deported. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, Sona full of hopelessness, importers and exporters association. CPA threatens legal action to demand favorable tariffs and gold for oil policy already bearing fruit. That's according to the president. And government's decision to cut interest rates on T-bills is laudable. Joe Jackson is speaking there. Mm-hmm. If you go to uh, myjoyonline.com they have other stories we were subjected to further beatings at Bema camp victim of a shaman military brutality and photos slain soldier in a shaman laid to rest and suspect lynched in bizarre vip bus theft in kumasi and defense minister says military brutalities in a shaman regrettable and if you go international the bbc says deadly shooting at hamburg jehovah's witness hall reports say at least six people have been killed and several have been injured in the attack other stories silicon valley bank slump rocks financial stocks and mexican cartel turns in own men 
over US deaths. <laughs> Interesting stuff coming from there. No one in trouble. Yeah, and Godfrey, this will interest you. She begins historic third term as China's president. Let me start from uh, page 10 of the Daily Graphic. Um, okay, I'll take the vaccine. Sky can take the military. Okay, okay. so let me give you the update on the vaccine since you want to know what's happening there. Government pays for vaccines, delivery expected in three weeks. The government has made all the necessary payments to the United Nations Children's Fund that's UNICEF for the supply of childhood immunization vaccines that are in short supply in the country according to the health minister so the ministry placed the order for the vaccines a week ago mm -hmm. with unicef adding that the ministry was currently working with unicef to fast track the processes uh, the process to address the vaccine shortage mm -hmm. uh, mr ajma who was updating parliament on the shortage of some routine childhood vaccines in the country yesterday said quote we are making our necessary efforts to ensure that we secure adequate stocks of childhood vaccines that are short in the country within the next two to three weeks mm -hmm. all things being equal Okay. It's expected that the vaccines will be supplied in the next two to three weeks, all things being equal. I see. So uh, the other bits that, we, like you said, we've paid UNICEF $6.4 million for supply of childhood vaccines. So for those who are interested in the numbers, mm -hmm. that's what the health minister is saying. That's how much we have or we are expending to get uh, important vaccines for children in Ghana. Okay, so let me take you to the Chronicle and um, the story that is making the headlines here um, is um, from Parliament and then also from their Shaiman constituency. The first one says soldiers beat innocent people at a Shaiman. Agnes Ansar reporting uh, the details on page three of the paper that um, the Defence and Interior Committee of Parliament and the Ministry of Defence have admitted that there were excesses in the military brutalities um, that took place at a Shaiman. There were excesses in the military brutalities. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> now, according to the committee, chaired by the Member of Parliament for Asin Central, Kennedy Ehonia Japong, um, innocent people suffered the brute force of the soldiers. Now, there's a direct quote here that says, on behalf of the uh, committee, we want to sympathize with the bereaved, the young soldiers' family, and also sympathize with the affected victims, those who were innocently beaten. They were not part of it, but unfortunately, they got to a scene where they were not supposed to be. I heard some of them uh, were in their various homes, and they knocked, came out, and beat them, he said. He told the parliamentary press corps at a joint press conference okay. in parliament yesterday following a meeting between the Defence and Interior Committee and the Ministry of Defence over the invasion uh, and subsequent okay. brutalities. Now, I'm really disappointed that, uh, you know, they are saying that you wait until next week, Thursday, to go and, 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 and visit the, 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 the constituency. I think that okay. that is not showing leadership. The committee must act with dispatch. The idea that you'll be sitting and wait for a whole week, more than a whole week, and, 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 and uh, before they get there, it's completely unacceptable. And to the extent that the government or the army is still keeping these guys, 48 hours have passed since they were picked up. The constitution requires that you should bring these people before a court of law, right? Within, uh, yes, and they are still keeping them. It's completely unacceptable. And unfortunately, the president of the republic is okay. keeping quiet. Well, talking about that, Amnesty International... Um, has uh, you know said a few things now they the group says it is against all forms of violence and human rights abuses and condemns the violence meted out by the military on civilians the military is to take a step back and allow the ghana police service to conduct thorough investigations into the unfortunate killing of the soldier end quote now, that's coming from a statement put out by amnesty international this story is on city newsroom 
dot com. What I will say though is that I find it quite surprising that we've not heard anything from the presidency. The president didn't did not even touch on it in the state of the nation. He, does, he doesn't it. seem concerned so that, about that, that, the, that's the quite matter. now staying with that. If you go to myjoyonline.com, uh, a victim of the episode says that um they were still or he and others were subjected to further beatings at Burma camp. Mm-hmm. Now the story says it is imagined that the ordeal suffered by some residents of Ashaman on Tuesday did not end when they were taken into military custody. On Thursday afternoon, joint news sources picked up info that some of the over one fifty persons screened by the military and later released were subjected to further beating mm-hmm. while in custody. The military high command has described the operation as one geared towards apprehending persons who killed a twenty one year old soldier mm-hmm. Sharif Imoru. Okay. Let me take you to the weekend crusading guide where yes. the Ghana Water Company Limited is worried by uh, meter thefts. And management says the theft is predominantly at its Accra West operational areas. Oh, that's my part of town. Expressing concern <laughs> over the issue, the company in the press release said they had observed with grave concern the alarming rate at which some members of the public are stealing water meters oh. and water connection materials in this operational area. Water the thievery of water meters takes place predominantly in our Kaswa Nyanyano, Amasaman, and Dansoman okay. operational districts. That's so. why people stop doing that. Let's stop doing this. Slow. So um, this is what is happening. Why I think it's really a water meter. Is it not designated for a specific place, or you can recalibrate it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, just to remind us quickly, uh, before 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 that, I should have mentioned that a soldier who was uh, okay. unfortunately okay. killed um, over the weekend too. has been laid to rest, okay. and the details are on page uh, two of the Chronicle, and um, two paragraphs. Uh, the soldier who was allegedly murdered in a shaman by unknown assailant has uh, been laid to rest in accordance with Islamic mm. uh, rights. Now, um, it goes on to provide you with some other okay. details. That, um, <clears throat> if you go to citynewsroom.com, since you are talking water, mm-hmm. Aisha Huang built a well before, a sorry, after destroying a water body. Prosecution witness, sorry. Mm, I got my words a little mixed up there. This is on citynewsroom.com. Now, the seventh prosecution witness in the Aisha Huang case, mm. Matthew Kwabla Abuchi, has revealed that the accused person's illegal activities polluted the Inchingo stream at Openi Mensa in Kedbe's village to the extent that she was asked to provide a well for the people. The witness, who is the assemblyman for the Bepotenting electoral area, testified that Aisha Huang constructed the well. Matthew further testified that the activities of Aisha Huang negatively affected the living conditions of indigents in his witness statement the assembly member stated that quote lands that were mined by the accused were not reclaimed and pits were left uncovered mm-hmm. these lands she mined on were farm lands end quote okay mm. um let me take you to um another story which is related to the courts page three of the Ghanaian times has this story former minister jailed over land and goes in for seven days for contempt of court malik Suleimana reporting for the Ghanaian Times states that the minister or the former minister of youth and sports, Dr. Mustafa Ahmed, has been sentenced to seven days imprisonment by the High Court, mm. um, the Financial and uh, Economic Crime Division to Accra for contempt of court. Now, on June 12, 2019, the court in a judgment granted perpetual injunction restraining the former minister, then the defendant, from trespassing onto a land. 
but he violated the order. Now, the court also fined, uh, fined him some 12,000 Ghana cities or, in default, served 30 days in prison. Now, if paid, the court, presided over by Justice Ifia Sewa Asaribuchi, ordered that 5,000 Ghana cities out of the fine should be paid to Kofi Amwa. Kwafo, the man who initiated a contempt application against Dr. Ahmed and Chief of Defense Staff and the Director General of Logistics of the Ghana Armed Forces. Now, mm. the contempt motion originated from a land litigation case six years ago uh, in which Dr. Ahmed, a former member of parliament for the Ayawaso North constituency, sold land to Mr. Kwafo in the year 2000 and repossessed it with the excuse of having made a mistake and you can read further details of the story on page three of okay. the newspaper let me take you to page uh, seven of the herald newspaper where conservation ngo arocha ghana mm -hmm. are not very happy with the lands and natural resources minister uh they're saying the comments that he passed are inconsistent with information that is available to the public according to the ngo while answering a specific question in parliament on February 23, about the state of Ghana's forest reserves, the minister gave a statement that appears inconsistent with available information. According to the NGO, with the extensive damage from Galamse, clear felling and uh, farming in some forest areas yet to be restored, the minister's statement was far-fetched. And this was uh, the minister's statement that the ecological integrity of Ghana's forest reserves has largely been maintained. They then mentioned that forest reserves such as Krokusua, Sui River, Tunnel, Sura Extension, Afau Hills, Apawasau, and Shiasu West and East, Supuma Shelter Belt, and a whole lot of others. He also called on the President and Last Minister to explain the meaning of cordoned off all forest reserves and rhythm of illegal mining. According to Arocha Ghana, from their checks on the ground, the Forestry Commission is still struggling on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. to keep out illegal activities from our forest reserves without any new logistical or operational support added to the existing setup. What is different now is the question they are asking. Okay, so let me take you to a story that is uh, basically stating that for us to get the machine that will give us real-time seismic data on earthquake, okay. um, we will need some 200 million US dollars. And that story is on page 13. Okay. And it says that the Ghana Geological Service Authority, Survey Authority is in need of 200 million US dollars in investment to establish a national seismic network for enhanced earthquake monitoring mm. according to isaac kuan uh acting director general of the ggsa the network would enable the provision of real-time data uh to ensure the safety of the citizenry now speaking at a workshop in accra yesterday he said the network would allow the authority to transmit real-time information on earthquake and other happenings to inform the development of earthquake resilient okay. structures okay. 200 million us dollars yeah Charlie, that's a lot of that, money that right? is a lot of money but we that's... can find it if we are really serious if we are serious yes, and we don't yes. want to fall and then also really... there's a story i want quickly, to bring to yeah, your attention quickly yeah. we are told that newborns would get ghana card numbers from mat 31 uh, according to the vice president now that's good uh, yeah but uh, you see i think there has always been a con do they, do they also have the what you call biometric tampering that thing you know no, so i think they give them numbers the numbers okay so, so you you keep it yes you keep oh, it you that is a really really yes. great development okay. Uh, and, and you can read the details of it on page 9 of the Ghanaian Observer. Congratulations okay. to Margins and the National Identification okay. Authority. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Godfrey. That was the newspaper review. The City Business News comes up next.
Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Six fifty-eight. Coming up next is the City Business News, brought to us by MTN. MTN is saying carrying multiple phones around can be such a chore. The unsightly bulge in your pocket, the extra weight in your purse, the stress of switching from one phone to the other just to answer calls. Now, MTN is saying you can go seamless with MTN's eSIM and enjoy the convenience of connecting multiple phone numbers to one single phone or device. To check if your device is compatible, simply dial star hash zero six hash. Once you receive an EID number, it means your device device or phone is compatible simply download the mtn app today to request your mtn eSIM and enjoy the sweet seamless life everywhere you go the city business news also brought to us by goyle and goyle is making things ever so convenient you can now use mobile money to pay for your fuel purchases whenever you go to a goyle service station you can use your bank card your momo or your goyle go card just visit goyle's social media platforms on facebook instagram and twitter for more goyle good energy goyle let's get into the city business news on a friday morning michael Obudu is ready with the latest from the world of business Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu and let's head straight into our stories as the government is being urged to revive the manufacturing industry in the eastern regions to limit the number of people migrating outside the region to seek greener pastures. Statistics recorded in the 2021 National House and Population and Housing Census thematic report on migration indicated that there is a surge in the number of people migrating from the central and eastern regions as compared to the last census held in 2010. Speaking at the launch, lead writer of the report, Professor John K. Anafi, attributed the trend to the collapse of manufacturing companies in the regions and called for efforts to address the challenge. Central region and the perennial out-migration area. Conditions in many parts of Central region are difficult. You know, so um, it has been sending people out of the region over a very long period. It is Eastern region which has turned the free not too long ago. It is only in the last two censuses that Eastern region started posting information showing that people were moving out of the region more than they are moving in. But we know that until very recently, Eastern region hosted a number of industries which were initiated during the enclosure period, the March factory in Kade and some other factories, several of them in Sawas, all of which have that was lead writer on the 2021 Population and Housing Census thematic report on migration, Professor John K. 
Anefi. Now, the managing director of the Ghana Stock Exchange, Abena Amwa, has thrown a challenge to female entrepreneurs to explore opportunities on the Ghana Stock Exchange and invest in green and sustainability-linked bonds. She posits that the exponential growth in the green and sustainability bond market points to a shift in what investors consider important. On the back of the recently celebrated International Women's Day, Madame Amwa also disclosed that the GSC is advancing on its moves to ensure that more women participate in the country's capital market. Last year, we also launched our ESG reporting manual. Our ESG reporting manual, and it starts with the GSC itself, will enable companies inform investors what they are doing to meet and enhance their ESG uh, requirements. And a big part of that is governance. And a big part of governance is the diversity from a gender point on inclusion. That was the managing director of the Ghana Stock Exchange, Abna Amwa. Away from that, the CEO of the Ghana Tourism Authority, Akwesi Ajeman, has indicated that the sector has the potential to revive Ghana's economy from its current woes. According to him, with the needed collaborative efforts, Ghana's tourism sector has the potential to not just raise the needed revenue, but also create several jobs to address the country's unemployment challenge. I've said it several times that it's the low, lowest hanging fruit, hmm. not the low hanging, the lowest hanging fruit that we can have. Because, I mean, I, I, I visit, uh, I engage with other tour, uh, tourism boards and authorities mm-hmm. in the sub-region. And they, they say, hey, you Ghanaians, say you have it too. Hmm. Why? Because there's no country in the world where you can have historical uh, uh, infrastructure like what we have. Hmm. The forts, the castles. Forget about the slave trade. It's not just the, these forts and castles are not just about the slave trade. Yeah. The trading that was done there, the Danes, the Portuguese, the, they all came here. So there's a way that we can bring them back. You have the historical assets, mm. then you have the natural assets. Those were excerpts of an interview with the CEO of the Ghana Tourism Authority. The full clip airs right after this show on the City Business Edition. Now, on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 11 cities, 2 pesos. The British pound lost 3 pesos and is selling at 13 cities, 2 pesos. The euro remained unchanged and is selling at 11 cities, 6 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 12 cities, 85 pesos, and the British pound at 14 cities, 90 pesos. Was on the euro at 13 Ghana cities. Let's now join Gillian Hammer for part three of the topic 10 tips to teaching your children about money. Today we will look at the last three tips plus a bonus for teaching your child about money. Number eight is use pictures and comparisons. For example, one rule of thumb regarding budgeting is that you spend 50% on your needs, 30% on your wants, and 20% into savings or investments. Imagine explaining this concept to your child by baking a cake with them and then cutting it into these portions as you explain. Number nine, offer real world experience. Often, experience is the best teacher. Helping them learn about the basics like budgeting and investing is important, but having them develop a budget or open an investment account can be an excellent teaching opportunity. Number 10 is reward good financial habits. Consider rewarding your child's demonstration of good money habits in any number of ways with special privileges, outings, extra praise, or even matching what they have saved. 
Finally, the bonus point is walk the talk. In many cases, the way you perceive and manage your money has been influenced by your upbringing. Similarly, your child will learn just as much from what you do as what you teach. If you advise your child to avoid buying things they don't need, follow a budget or pay down debt, do your best to live by your own. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle, empowered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Lubudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Eight after seven. Coming up next is the City Business Edition. Before we get into that, Dola Bianca Company Limited is the leading frozen foods company in Ghana. And they are at it again. Now they are supporting the local poultry industry and they are promoting made in Ghana goods. Now, in that regard, they are introducing Akoko Tasty. Akoko Tasty is locally produced, bread and slaughtered. Akoko Tasty's fresh frozen chicken and comes freshly portioned in chicken breast thighs, wings, backs, and gizzard. La Bianca is the sole distributor of Akoko Tasty, and you can find La Bianca at the Fishing Harbor Road, Tema Newtown Road, opposite the NIB Bank. Call 0505 for more inquiries. La Bianca, your number one frozen foods company. It's the Imperial Insure and Win promo from now till March 31. Insure your vehicle with Imperial General Assurance and win handsome rewards. Yes, it is instant. Just insure and pick your reward for coupons, gift vouchers, special souvenirs and many more. Here's a big deal. Imperial is also giving you a free one-year life insurance cover as part of your motor insurance cover. So get it double from Imperial General. Call them today on 0302788955 or 0577667436 or talk to any of their agents across the country for further details. Follow them on social and remember T's and C's apply and Imperial General Assurance Solid Protection. Now grabbing your favorite drink for all your different occasions can be tricky sometimes but you don't need to stress. Your favorite Coca-Cola has you covered. Are you looking for real ice cold refreshment to quench your thirst and complement your meals? Then go on and grab your favorite 300 ml Coke classic plastic bottle now selling at 5 CDs or the same size 300 ml Coke Zero Fanta and Sprite plastic bottle at 4 CDs to keep the enjoyment going. And also grab your 1.5 liter Coke Classic plastic bottle now at 20 CDs and the same size 1.5 liter Coke Zero Fanta and Sprite plastic bottle selling at 18 CDs to share with friends and family. Bring the excitement and fun to all your occasions and enjoy real ice cold refreshment with all your friends and family. Let's get into the City Business Edition for the morning.
Now, this morning, we are speaking to Akwesi Ajima, who is CEO of the Ghana Tourism Authority, to talk about the potential to revive Ghana's economy or the potential of tourism to revive Ghana's economy. Remember, here on City 97.3 and at City TV, this month is Ghana Month, yes. We are saying make it Ghana, be it investment, be it tourism, be it film, make it Ghana. So, we are talking to Akwesi Ajima, CEO of the Ghana Tourism Authority, and we are talking tourism and how it can revive Ghana's economy from its current woes. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Please wait. Please wait. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the City Business Edition here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Michael Obodu and we're continuing the conversation on the Make It Ghana initiative that we at City FM and City TV are championing as part of promoting Ghana and the patronage of indigenous goods. Uh, last week we brought you an interview with the National Film Authority on their perspective on this agenda you know the whole program is on three legs that's film tourism and investment and for today we are focusing on the tourism part of it and we are speaking to the ceo of the ghana tourism authority mr akwisi ajaman you're welcome to the show sir thank you michael awesome now uh, i would ask first off what your take is on the current state of tourism in the country i know you're Outfit has been doing a lot in that space, but tell us what's your general assessment first of all. Uh, thank you, Michael, and uh, thanks for coming. I believe uh, I'll say we are rebounding strongly, mm. uh, rebounding because we all know what COVID did to our sector. Mm. I mean, uh, if you had asked me in 2019, I would say we we're doing great, mm. uh, but then we had the shocks of 2020, and since then we've had to rebuild. Mm. And, it's been a strong rebound. I mean, if you look at the numbers that we are posting, both domestically and internationally in terms of arrivals, it's good. Mm. And so I would say we are rebounding strongly. And also we are at a point where now the national conversation, at least now includes tourism. Mm. I mean, we've been on the fringes for far too long. Yeah. Uh, but to have, for example, yesterday at the State of the Nations address, mm. the president mentioned five sectors that could help us rebound. And tourism was one of them. To yeah. have that sort of conversation in parliament, even at the highest level of government, with the president himself, I mean, giving that vote of confidence in the sector, I think is something that we can be proud of. But it's still work uh, to be done. There's a lot of work to be done. There's work ahead. There's a lot of uh, stakeholder uh, engagements and approaches that we have to put in place to make sure that uh, the resurgence that we've seen is not just an idea wonder. Mm. Interesting. And, and I, I must say the, the, the sector has shown some very significant proof of resilience yeah. considering how uh, things have bounced back after COVID hits. Yeah. But in your estimation, how 
fully back or recovered would you say uh, the industry has uh, from the impact of COVID-19? I think um, we're still we're about 90% there, if mm. I should put it that way. Because okay. if you look at international arrivals, in 2019, we had about 1.13, uh, thereabouts. Mm. So closer to 1.2. We're doing now about... Uh, closer to a million, mm. so um, it, it shows some resilience for us to be, be able to back, get back there. But for me, what gladdens my heart is the numbers we are doing with the domestic tourism. Visitors to various tourist sites mm. have grown significantly, okay. and so if you put the two together, I'll say we are closer to the 90% mark. Uh, but what we need to do is to build not just resilience, but sustenance. Mm. Make sure that we're able to have this as part of the national conversations going forward and be able to say that, I mean, every year, yeah. these are the numbers that we're going to do. Now mm. it's been driven mostly by a lot of marketing initiatives, yeah. a lot of drive with media. I mean, I know CTFM, we've been partnering with you on, mm. uh, on your heritage caravan and all those things. So it's good, but I believe that there's still work to be done in terms of getting the national psyche around tourism. I mean, mm. you know tourism thrives on several other sectors that we do not control. Okay. Roads, mm -hmm. uh, sanitation, um, even the general economic climate, and so many things that we do not have direct control over. Mm. But to have that discussion around the interministerial committee that is in place to say that, okay, these are the issues that are uh, bedeviling the sector. We need to do maybe this number of roads, uh, this particular tourist site is showing promise. How can we fix that road? There's always going to be competition fixing the tourist site road or Koku road or mm. the Greek road. But that conversation is a healthy one, and we are pleased that at least uh, for once, tourism is part of that conversation. Interesting. Now, I heard someone say that the tourism and the hospitality sectors are the most resilient in the world. Do you mind that again? I don't. I don't think so. We are the ones that. Are, I mean, we. I don't know whether they're uh, very elastic. Rather. Uh, yeah, because what happens is that with the slightest thing, I mean, people can decide if there is uh, insecurity around. Mm -hmm. I mean, you eat at home. So the restaurants will suffer. People, mm. will, uh, if the economic climate is difficult, people will decide that, okay, let me cook at home and bring it to work <laughs> versus going to a restaurant. Mm. Uh, if uh, things are not good, if you have your events, they will not come. Mm. And so the hotels will be there. So, I mean, if you look at what happened uh, during COVID, mm. where all of a sudden airlines shut down, uh, airports are not working, the hotels suffered massively. Mm. A lot of people had to be laid off, people had to be uh, foreclosures and all those things. But I mean, the only good thing is that it's resilient because we'll bounce back. Mm. But the shocks, the immediate shocks yeah. are very sometimes dramatic. Mm. If there's something that is happening within a certain community, people decide that this place is dangerous, we'll not go there. Mm. And that perception will also not augur well for us. And so we are always trying to work with national security, with the various uh, uh, security agencies mm. in trying to keep that perception of Ghana as a safe haven within a West Africa sub-region. Interesting. Now, uh, you mentioned domestic tourism earlier, and um, 
I wanted to find out from you, Arthur. I know you've been doing a lot to promote that. How is it faring, really? I mean, uh, we, we will say we, we, the numbers are showing. I mean, mm. once you have some yardstick to measure, you can say, okay, this year we did this. Next mm. year, let's try and push 20% more. If the numbers show that, then it, it tells you that you are hitting the right spot. I mean, for example, with the Made in, uh, Make It Ghana campaign that CTFM is running, uh, in 2017, we initiated what we call the See Ghana, Eat Ghana, Wear Ghana, Feel Ghana campaign. Okay. Uh, had, and that's where we adored a lot of ambassadors, Ochiami Kwame and the, the team, Yvonne Nelson and co, mm. to try and get their people's mindset around eating our own, consuming our own, wearing our own, and all that. And so it's taking some time. But mm. now, if as I go across, as I go to offices, as I watch TV and see parliament, you see that there's a national, uh, more or less, um, pride okay. in people wearing Ghanaian clothes. Mm. I mean, our president has shown it. I mean, most of the times he's wearing this uh, on Independence Day, he was wearing something made in Ghana. Mm. And so, I, I applaud you for that Make It, Make it Ghana campaign because it ties into what we are doing mm. and we believe that that's the level of mindset, level of mindset change that we need, a level of consciousness that we need mm. uh, to try and drum home the fact that it's our own, let's consume our own, let's uh, drink our own, let's watch our own, let's do things that will benefit local uh, uh, productivity and so far it's showing you mm. go to a lot of the fashion houses you go to uh, a lot of the boutiques and you see Ghanaian fabric and Ghanaian attire on display so we'll say we're doing well um, in, in that sense in terms of raising the awareness of uh, the Ghanaian consciousness and making sure that people believe that we can wear our own we can wear our clothes we can eat our food and be healthy and not always clamor for this uh, international brands. We also have our local brand that we need to promote. Now, you talk about consuming our own, and I'm beginning to see a lot of uh, international uh, representation with the Kinte cloth. I think yesterday, uh, David Donta was in the trends for featuring an American movie wearing uh, Kinte cloth and all the actors, and some of the actors in the way in the fabric. How important are these things to the whole promotion of the tourism agenda it's symbolic i mean i mean and symbolism is also very important mm. i mean when we represent i mean for example in 2019 when we had a congressional black caucus come here with nancy pelosi and this uh, we gave them this kente sashes yeah when they went back i mean the opportunity came with uh, george floyd's mm. um, unfortunate murder mm. and they they went to capitol hill wearing his sashes on them and kneeling down mm. i mean that symbolism is something that you cannot buy because yeah. it was on all the news outlets it went global it went mm. viral and everybody said okay can take cloth where is it coming from from ghana okay where is ghana so that's yeah. that's a conversation and so see people wear it and now it's become something that Anytime we have any of these celebrities come here, when we have any of these ceremonies, that's what we give them. Mm. That take your case, search, go. And if you visit a lot of places, you see them. If they are not wearing it, it's hanging behind mm. their uh, table and all that. And so it's good. It's a symbolism. But it's also trying to draw attention that if we, for example, uh, take the Kente industry as one. Mm. I mean, if you watch... Uh, I've been following a lot of the U.S. Uh, schools during graduation. Yeah. A lot of them are buying these searches from mm. Ghana. 
So, yeah, so class of 2023, class of, and it's all monies that are going into um, small businesses either in Bonire or in Abuzuma in, mm. uh, in the Volta region. So this is good that people can start making things that will break into uh, the barriers in the international trade area arena. All right. Now let, let's go back a bit to the domestic tourism conversation. I'm, I have in front of me here visitor statistics on some selected tourist sites for January. And I see a lot of people are flooding, are visiting the Kakum National Park, Kumasi Zoo, and the likes. What, what really is driving the traffic there? I think for Kakum, it's always been like that. Okay. Kakum used to be number one for a very long time. Mm. Um, Partly driven by the fact that a lot of visitors come here, the central region has always been on the agenda okay. because of the the two major uh, forts uh, mm. and castles there, the Cape Coast Castle and the Cape, uh, Elmina Castle. So once people go there, if you look at normally, if you tally the numbers between Cape Coast and Elmina, the two combine closer to what you get from Kaku because mm. they'll go to either Kipkus or Elmina mm. and then decide that, okay, let me have another experience. And the, and the other experience within that enclave will be Kakum, where you can go there, have good food, local food, and also do the canopy walkway. And so Kakum has always been number one. Mm. But now we've also seen that a lot of new sites are coming up who are building these canopy walkways. So mm -hmm. the numbers may not be the same as mm. it was in previous year, although the number has gone up. I mean, you cannot keep up with that sort of increase. So the zoo has also become an interesting aspect for people because um, if you take Ashanti region being the center of uh, uh, Ghana, so to speak, where there's a meeting point of trade and other things, people go there and they want something to do. The Kumasi Zoo is very close, mm. um, within about two, three minutes from the KJTR market, which is now a major place. So people go there. Uh, we, we've also seen that there have been improvements in the infrastructure there, uh, and so that's also may, maybe accounting for that. But it's, it's caught us by surprise, actually, because mm. we've always been thinking that, okay, the traffic is still at Kaku, mm. but now Ebri is also picking up yeah. um, um, uh, Kumasi Zoo uh, did wonderful last year, and I believe that this year, with a sort of uh, approach that we've adopted. We're looking at the Slave Roots project. Mm. So there's work that we're doing now at Paga uh, with the Picoro Slave Camp, uh, Sanaga Slave Market and all that. So we want to start this whole Slave Roots project where people can go to Sanaga, uh, to Picoro where the enslaved Africans were kept, and then come all the way down to Asin Prasu, Asin Mansu before Cape Coast. So mm. once that's something that we are trying to deliberately promote. but. Uh, we we're happy that Ghanaians have responded to the call for mm. people to visit Ghana. Uh, we started this campaign of Experience Ghana, Share Ghana. Mm -hmm. We saw the pictures that when you go out there, take a picture, post it, you stand a chance of winning something. And the competition ran for a while and um, it stopped. We, we had to stop it because uh, uh, of the lack of resources. But we, we, we're happy that at least the seed that we sowed at that time mm. has germinated and it's, it's showing in the numbers. Okay, now um, the total numbers for residents, that's Ghanaians who visited tourist sites according to the data is almost 800,000 as compared to about 140,000 for non-residents. Uh, this is like four times, about five times the number of external visitors. Yeah. So what really would you say is working and are these numbers normal 
for, for following the trend over the past years? Um, I will say yes, but less. This one has gone. The domestic level has gone up. Has so gone it up. used to be about uh, seventy-five to eighty percent versus twenty percent. Okay. So if you took twenty percent of this one, it, mm. this is about uh, just around ten percent, eleven percent. So it shows that people, local people, are mm. now visiting more, uh, which is good because. As they say, charity begins at home, mm. and if we can build our own, if we don't need people to come visit, then why do we? Why 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 not do it? If people can visit from Accra to Kumasi to Tamale to Cape Coast, Cape Coast to Paga and all that, then it will help. But for us to do that, we need other sectors of the economy mm. to also respond. So, for example, the road infrastructure to this site, um, railway. Mm. Uh, a few things that are happening that we can um, leverage on will come in to help. But the numbers are trending forward nicely, okay. upwards nicely for mm. us, and we believe that we can we can build on it. Interesting. I see you've made about over five million Ghana CDs for the month of January total uh, per the data that you have there. But then that just uh, whets my interest again to find out how critical you think tourism is especially where we find ourselves now as an, a country with regards to our economy i've said it several times that is a low lowest hanging fruit hmm. not the low hanging the lowest hanging fruit that we can have because i mean i i i visit uh, i engage with other tour uh, tourism boards and authorities mm -hmm. in the sub-region and they they say hey, you Ghanaians, you have it all hmm. why because there's no country in the world where you can have historical uh, uh, infrastructure like what we have, mm. the forts, the castles. It, forget about the slave trade. It's not just the, these forts and castles are not just about the slave trade. Yeah. The trading that was done there, the Danes, the Portuguese, the, they all came here. So there's a way that we can bring them back. Mm. You have the historical assets, mm. then you have the natural assets, our waterfalls, our parks, um, and then you go to the specially built facilities like. The Kwame Nkrumah Park, the mausoleums, and other things that have been built. And then you have adventure. So if you take the forest and all that, you, 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 you can't get all of this mm. in one location like we have had it. And on top of that, we are also the center of the world, where access to different markets is, I mean, six hours you are in most destinations. In Europe, five, in America, let's say 10, 11 hours. Uh, in the rest of Africa, five hours, four hours, three hours, two hours, depending on where you're coming from. Nigeria is a big market for us. They've always been number two for us in terms of arrivals. Mm. 200 plus million people. So we, we are, we, it's something that if we focus on it like we're doing now, mm. and I must thank His Excellency the President for the special interest he's shown in, in our industry and also my, my, my boss, the Minister of Tourism for his strong leadership. You can see clearly that if we put emphasis on it and effort into it, we are going to make it because it's easy. I mean, for example, we have out of about the 5,500 uh, accommodation facilities that we've licensed, uh, about 70, 80% of it are budget hotels. Mm. So people, somebody has three, four bedroom house, five bedroom house. You can easily convert that into a guest house. Mm. You know, so all of a sudden, uh, a residential property of 10 rooms can become a guest house employing 20 people. Why 20 people? Because you're always going to run mm. a 24-hour operation. Sure. So you have your security, catering, and 
our people, we don't have the critical mass that we need for, uh, uh, for employment. We don't have the critical mass employable areas. So what areas can we look at? If you go to a place like where Rock City is being built, within even they haven't completed, they've employed almost 250 people. Wow. The last time uh, uh, Sikens was delivering, opening up uh, the Tema Alisa, he said, what he's noted for, when you say Sikens, everybody thinks paint. Mm. But his paint does not employ even a tenth of what is hospitality mm. uh, services employed. So you have Alisa, Northridge, Alisa, uh, Laboni, and now Alisa Tema. Mm. And we're hoping that we will have Alisa Kumasi very soon. Nice. But, but it, it, it tells you that um, these things are happening. And we, we believe that if we focus on it, we try and create some incentive mm. for people to go into the sector. If I walk around Accra, Laboni, Osu, Cantonment, I see restaurants opening up like crazy. Mm. So it tells you that there is there's something that is happening that could really, really help impact the, the sector positively. Interesting. So clearly from what you are saying, the opportunities of expansion and economic impact from the tourism from the tourism sector is endless yes okay now let's talk about tourism and the role you think it can play in national development okay so i'll i'll push back a bit into mm. where the opportunities lie okay for example what we're trying to do is to make ghana the hub for mice and by mice we meet in meetings incentives conferences and events okay already we started with december in gh mm. numbers are showing so if you look at december uh, the numbers are coming i mean last december we had about 105,000 people coming and the number of events that were endorsed we had 122 events endorsed between uh, november and december and january mm. and out of it 113 of these events actually took place so about nine events didn't happen like for example the whiskey fair concert yeah. that was cancelled at the last minute so if you have 113 events happening within a market look at the value chain mm. so you have hotels because a lot of these artists will stay in the hotels a lot of the patrons coming will stay in the hotels you have food vendors you have catering for the event itself so that can also be put in the food vendors you have transportation plus now you have the artist itself almost every artist in ghana worth of uh, uh, whether of mentioned got performance either the global citizens or at afrochella afro nation dirty mm. rave little havana i can mention the events and all that so what we're trying to do is for people to now see where we are going Okay, so events. What are the opportunities in there? A lot of the people who are doing these events are now importing equipment. We had um, Afro Nation bringing in equipment from Portugal. We had um, Global Citizen bringing in equipment from um, Europe and uh, South Africa and then Nigeria. So for people who are interested in um, investments, these are areas that you look at because mm. these events now have come to stay. 
but they need equipment. They need uh, stage equipment, they need lights, they need sound, they mm. need security equipment, so uh, sanitary equipment and all that. So for, 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 for me, that's an area that anybody can look at and say, okay, this is where uh, the opportunity lies for mm. me. Then if you can look at uh, the general um, uh, tourism sector as a whole, we've had a lot of people showing interest in visiting. The numbers are there. Mm. You have 900,000 plus people moving around the country, visiting tourist sites. But this, a lot of these tourist sites are still in the very, very basic stage. Mm. And so it calls for investment. A lot of the communities are waiting for partnerships. So if you were going to uh, Amajofer or you went to Bunsu, for example, we started a partnership with the Achimabuaka Traditional Council. And through that now, you go there, there's horse riding, you have uh, uh, new facilities that have been added on and all that. So that's the level of opportunities that exist. And because these are not uh, huge investments, I mean, you could go into it, I mean, with the little things that you have. I mean, people are building, I mean, if you go to Shebata uh, sector alone, you see a lot of people now coming out with new brands under the uh, cosmetic uh, sector. The fashion industry is also growing. People are coming in, they want to. Now, wearing Ghana is something that, I mean, in the past, when somebody is going for a big meeting, they will have to get their suits. But now people are wearing their kaftans, they are wearing their things and going out, and it's, it's okay. So I think for us, uh, we've, we've more or less created awareness mm. and also shown through numbers that these things can make money. These events that we've had, now this year we are going to start the endorsement process early. And by July, we should publish all the hundred and something events that will happen in the last quarter. Because the people have told us that, look, we need time to plan. If you tell us in uh, September that you're going to have a fruit teller on this date, it might not help us. Mm. Give us at least six months to plan. So that's what we are going to do to respond to that. So back to the question that you asked. If you look at national economy and everything, if we just focused on tourism as one of the key ones, mm. it touches everything. Sanitation. Because we need to keep the environment clean. Mm. If you go to our beaches, what are the things that we put in place to make sure that the beaches are clean? Once the beaches are clean, people will go. Once they go, they will spend. But once people spend, production and productivity goes up. Mm. It's a very basic economic principle. So we need to get people to spend. When you're having these events, people spend. When you are opening up uh, new restaurants and other things, because there's a new culture that is growing, middle class. If you have a country like Ghana where the population is very young and it's a growing middle class. People are working, they are very busy. They don't have time to go home and cook. So the culture of eating out mm. is beginning, beginning to take place. I feel like I go, I go around, I go to uh, the places and I see there, seven o'clock, you see a lot of people there eating. Mm. Why? In the past, the wife probably will be home cooking for the husband or vice versa. But now they decide, let's go have a meal out with our kids and other things. So, that culture is building. Mm. The culture of events. We've also working with other associations to try and bring in um, meetings, big conferences. I mean, for example, with the All Africa Games coming, um, we worked, we're working with the LOC to see where are the hotels, where are the athletes going to stay, the people who want to come and watch, where are they going to stay. So it's there's always that opportunity that exists. And for me, I believe that if you look at 
what has happened over the last few years mm -hmm. in terms of the rallying cry that we've had, especially with the year of return, beyond the return, and the number of diasporas who are coming in. It's, it's, it's a classic case that we can, uh, we can look at and say, okay, tourism has that potential because we've shown it in the numbers in 2019 and in the rebound numbers in 2022. Uh, that these numbers uh, can be made. And once we are pushing these numbers out, I mean, it's not just people coming in. Even the amount of money spent per visitor is also going up. Averagely, people are spending 2,700 now mm -hmm. uh, per visit. So where is that 2,700 going? It's going to the taxi driver's pocket, the Uber drivers are getting, the watches seller, the art center people, everybody's getting a piece. And we are also in a position where Ghana is noted for its arts. Mm. So if you take the arts and craft market, a lot of people are clamoring for Ghanaian art. They go out there, oh, can I get any of these art pieces? But it's something that we need to try and um, professionalize a bit. I mean, if you go to the art center, we've been engaging them. I mean, point of sale uh, machines are not even there. So. Uh, we know that people are also not traveling with cash these days. Mm. So people will come here, maybe you'll change $100, they'll go there. They'll buy just $100 worth of goods. But if there was a point of sale device there for them, mm. and that's what we've been engaged with, we've with Visa uh, and the Art Center community, that look, let's create all these points of sale for you guys. So that people come, they see these things, they have credits on their cards, they will buy these things. So there's opportunity. And I'm happy that in the State of the Nation address, the President uh, give us a chance that in May he wants to see everybody around the table for us to talk tourism. Mm. He said rethinking tourism for job creation and national development. The, the work has been cut out for us. It's for us to now bring all the sectors, the tour guides, the tour operators, the restaurant owners, the uh, car rentals, the hoteliers, everybody around the table that how do we move? They complain about multiplicity of taxes that uh, the climate is a bit too difficult, and that's mm. why they have to increase their prices. We have that honest conversation with the first gentleman of the land and see what it will take us, because this will be really the first time that you're having, at that level, mm. this kind of stakeholder engagement. And for him to have put it on the calendar for us in May, we thank him, but I believe that uh, we, are, we are very confident that 2023, the numbers will, will blow our minds, because... Um, 2022, we looked at the first quarter, it started very slow. But this year has not started slow at all. We've seen numbers coming in. I mean, mm. as we speak, we are different groups. I get calls from Cape Coast, from Elmina, from the northern part of the country, from that people are here. They, they, they always, you get that feedback that people are in town. And so for us, um, we're also engaging with the airlines board to see where that can take us because in December we know a lot of people want to come but we don't have enough airlines and uh, we're hoping that uh, the talk of the Ghana uh, airlines that is coming will materialize because if you have a national career even if it's a privately held one it will really really help because when they are off seasons when they are uh, peak seasons we can work with them to see where the numbers are coming from we can tell them uh, what is to expect uh, what they what they should expect sorry so i think we are we are getting there 
All right. My final two questions. I'll turn the first one into a one-minute pitch and say to every potential investor out there, convince them on why they should put their money in the tourism industry. And then the second one would be to every Ghanaian, every person in Ghana listening to you, why should we actively get involved in domestic tourism? All right. So I'll start with the, why we should get involved in domestic tourism. It's our own. It's our way of life. I mean, it's Ghanaians are noted for wanting to see things. I mean, wanting to see our country. Ghana mm. is the only country we have. And so by just going around, I mean, whether it's to a friend's party or to even a funeral, you are putting money in the economy. Mm. You go there with transportation, whether you go with uh, STC or OA or uh, VIP, that's money coming into the economy. You go there, you stay in a hotel, or you stay, you do a homestay, you buy food. Mm. That's money for the farmer. Uh, as you go there, I mean, you wear clothes, hopefully it's Ghanaian clothes. That's money for a fashion designer, a tailor, a dressmaker. So we, for us to get to the level that we want to go as a country, I believe we need to start consuming our own. And the easiest thing to consume of our own are the things within the tourism and hospitality sector food, accommodation, transportation. These are things that, I mean, if you're going to, although we don't uh, have a lot of made in Ghana cars, they are turned by government to now bring in assembly points here where you can have the cantankers, the VWs are now being done here. It will get to a point where even the transportation services will all be Ghanaian. And so for me, I think Domestic tourism, there's a lot to be seen. We have a lot of attractions, a lot of good service, good delivery, a lot of places to visit. And if you do, in addition to your own personal happiness and enjoyment, you are also helping create an economy that we can all be proud of. Mm. And for investors, I mean, um, the returns on investment in the sector is quite huge. I mean, and it doesn't take much. I mean, we, I know that we have an FDI law that says uh, people have to bring in about $500,000 uh, to be classified as a foreign direct investment into the country. For Ghana, for Ghanaian investors, you don't need that much. Mm. Uh, a 50000 can get you into the sector, even 10000 I know people who have started uh, fashion business with 5000 2000 mm. Start something. There's a, a, a sector that is growing, is booming. I mean, the, we will bring in the numbers, international arrivals will come up. But when they come, they want to get quantitized. They want to get, how, how, how much do you need to... Uh, be doing these beats that I'm wearing. Mm. Uh, one is 30 cities. So if you, if you did 20 a day, that's how much 600 cities. So let's start thinking of how we can create our own. And I believe that that calls for that level of investment thinking. People need to think of, I'm an investor, not because I have a million cities or 100,000 cities. But I'm an investor because with my 1,000 cities or 500 cities, I've started uh, a plantain chips business that I've packaged well, that people are buying and sending it out. Uh, I've packaged the plantain chips business or so a food joint, street food uh, that I'm selling, that people who are coming to Ghana wanting a decent place to eat and do it. So it's a low-hanging fruit in terms of investment. Mm. If you compare it to, let's say, a factory, and I always use that as an example, if you take a factory, it's 8 to 5. Tourism is 24-7. So mm. 
weekends the factories were closed but tourism that's when we are booming and because we have to operate a 24-hour operation if we have to employ for each position we are doing three people eight hour eight hour eight hour so that is something that for policymakers, everybody let's all think ghana make it ghana and believe that we can showcase the opportunities that exist and also make sure that ghana is really at the right place currently the numbers are looking good and i believe that together we can make it even better together we indeed can make it even better thank you so much for your time sir. that was the ceo of the ghana tourism authority akusia Juman there talking to us about how critical tourism is to make it ghana as part of the initiative that we here at city fm and city tv are championing thank you for tuning in Let's connect on Twitter at M. Obudu. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you again. As always, stay safe, stay informed, and bye-bye. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Benjamin Nketiah here with the Friday edition of Kickoff. In the headlines, Black Stars head coach Chris Hutton names 25-month squad for upcoming AFCON qualifiers against Angola. March day 27 in the EPL, Leicester versus Chelsea, the top liner for the weekend. And in the NBA, there were wins for the Pacers, the Grizzlies and the Kings. Let's get into news from the Black Stars and head coach Chris Hutton. He will be unveiled in Kumasi on Monday, March 20, as part of the build-up to the match against Angola. Now, the former Brighton and Hove and um, Newcastle manager will be presented to the media to share his vision, ideology and expectations with the public. The first engagement between Hutton and the media will be a platform for the Football Association to also make public the targets, terms of engagement and other relevant information pertaining to the manager's work. Now, according to the GFA, the time and venue will be officially communicated in the coming days. Now, GFA General Secretary Prosper Harrisonado has been speaking to City Sports on what caused the delay in unveiling Hutton as head coach earlier. We had planned for him to come so that we'll do the unveiling and then some details will go out uh, in that process. Uh, but unfortunately, lost is that. And then so... Even though he's in the UK and he's working at, uh, uh, in terms of preparation for their match, he would, he would come down and then we'll, we'll get to go through all that. And then 
the details that needs to be out will be out. Is there any details you can give us in the meantime as we are waiting to kind of cool our hearts and kind of cool our names? The detail I can give is that it's, it's working. And, uh, uh, you know, we have timelines as to when squadless is released and when letters go to clubs and things like that. So all that has been done. And um, the assurance is that uh, more information will come. But for now, um, have that uh, trust and believe that our coach is working. Now, Prosper Harrison also outlined ongoing preparations to get the Black Stars ready for the Angola tie. Now, Ghana is joined top of Group E uh, with four points from two games following a 3-0 win over Madagascar and a 1-0 draw with the Central African Republic in June last year. What needs to be done is being done. And that's why I've never uh, really liked the term a part-time coach of a national team. There's nothing like a part-time coach of a national team. Coaching is done uh, because it's not only when you see the coach on the field doing formation of the future or coaching players that the work is being done. A lot of work at the national team level, you don't get the players day to day. So a lot of the work is done mentally. And so the coaches call the players, they, 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 they feed them the style of play, the formation, a lot of things before they even arrive. And then they have two or three days just to uh, look at things and then shaping up things for the match itself. You don't have like a club side. So a lot of work is being done even as we speak. We had General Secretary of the Ghana Football Association, Prosper Harrison Addo, speaking there and talking about Chris Hilton. He has named a 25-man squad for that Afghan doubleheader uh, qualifier against Angola. Joseph Pinto, Patrick Pozo, um, Majid Ashimeru, Edmond Addo, Ransford Yeboah, Konix Dorfa, and Joseph Wallacott, who missed the World Cup, make a return to the team. Now, the Black Stars will host the Palancas Negras at the Babayara Stadium on Thursday, March 23, before travel to Luanda on March 27 uh, for the reverse fixture. Now, um, for the goalkeepers, Atizigi also makes um, a return to the team. If you look at the defenders in the mix, Patrick Pozo is the only new name in the mix. Joseph Edu uh, keeps his place. Majida Shimeru uh, also is in the mix as well. So, uh, that's the Black Stars uh, 25-month squad has been named. So, uh, interesting squad there. Let's move on to some other stuff and there's some Ghana Premier League action this weekend. Uh, on Saturday, there's been Bini Gold Stars taking on Accra Hearts of Folk on Sunday. There's Adriana Stars versus Mediama. There's Brecum Chelsea versus Legon City. There's also Kotoku Royals versus Bechem United and Real Tamale United uh, taking on Tamale City. So that's a derby. And then there's a Monday game to close out the game week uh, with Accra Lions taking on Dreams FC. So that's what it's looking like in the Ghana Premier League. If you get to the Premier League itself, um, March week 27, uh, on Saturday, there's AFC Bournemouth versus Liverpool. That's our early kickoff game. There's Everton versus Brentford, Leeds versus Brighton, uh, Leicester versus Chelsea, Tottenham uh, will be up against Nottingham Forest, and then there's Crystal Palace also taking on Manchester City on Sunday. There's Fulham versus Arsenal, Manchester United versus Southampton, West Ham versus Aston Villa, and then Newcastle will be up against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Let's do some boxing. And former IBF welterweight champion Joshua Clotte is positive that the plans of the Ghana Boxing Federation to nurture world-class boxers will be successful. Now, 20 bouts were held at the Bookham Boxing Arena on Independence Day to shape up the national amateur boxing team for upcoming assignments. Here's Clotte speaking to City Sports at the Independence Day Boxing Rumble. 
Well, uh, it's good to, to be here because I don't know most of the amateur boxers, so I would love to see how they fight because it's good for me to see how they fight because of the future. But I can't say it's heading to the right direction. We, we, for now, we try, and I'm sure that it's going to get there. But it's not that. It's not that yet because if you compare uh, amateur boxers in the U.S., and here it's way different because US is more serious. But I think we can we can get there. Former IBF welterweight champion Joshua Clotte speaking there. Let's do some NBA before we go. Uh, interesting games uh, last night. The Golden State Warriors they were up against the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Memphis Grizzlies and the Warriors have uh, a little rivalry brewing uh, from last season's playoffs. Draymond Green and Dillian Brooks were going at it in the end. It was the Grizzlies that dominated the Warriors 131-110 to win that game. The Hornets won on the road against the Pistons. The Pacers were up against the Houston Rockets. That game was won in overtime uh, by the Pacers. And then you look at some of the other games. The Knicks, they lost to the Sacramento Kings. And Sacramento looked like they are back. Uh, they will be back in the playoffs very soon. They are second seed in the Western Conference. They won at home. And then Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks also had too much for the Brooklyn Nets. That's how it broke down in the NBA last night. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia, the small sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Friday the 10th of March This is the City Breakfast Show
You can send in your messages on 0549-986-996. We'll get to some birthday messages in a bit. But earlier, kickoff was brought to us by Shell. Shell has brought the Shell Fuel Save. Now, the triple action formula in Shell's Fuel Save will improve your engine efficiency, will prevent deposit buildup, and it will protect your engine from wear and corrosion for extra clean, extra protection, and extra savings, giving you extra kilometers out of your drive. So, switch to Shell Fuel Save today because extra kilometers go a long way. Now, 2023 looks amazing already. Are you a private school targeting to purchase a school bus sometime this year? Why wait for later when we can support you to do it now? Come along, apply for Let's Share Host Competitive School Bus Loan with convenient payment terms. Call Michael on 0574117851 now and let's do it together. Let's Share Host, let's improve lives. Now, study in our BSc nursing degree program today, and it's accredited by the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission and the Nursing and Midwifery, uh, Midwifery Council. With our ultra modern and well equipped lab for practicals, we give you hands on training for the job market through technology driven teaching and learning, coupled with entrepreneurial training and financial support and personal development. Prospective applicants can choose from our other degree options BBA programs, BSc Information Technology, BSc Information Security, and Bachelor of Theology. All of that and more is what you'll be studying at the Heritage Christian College. Call them on 0547-777-731 or 0202-289-399-789-300 hash to purchase an online serial number and apply at hcuc.edu.gh. Heritage Christian College and University Training Compassionate Entrepreneurial Leaders. birthday dedications coming in this one says happy birthday to madame um, patience latte of gnpc may the good lord uh, grant you abundant grace that's coming from joseph This one says happy birthday in advance to Belinda Ivy Richter and Beryl Ernestina Richter of Osu. Um, and you'll be what 33 on Saturday. So happy birthday to you! Happy birthday in advance to Vincent and Philip Richter. God bless and favor you. And happy birthday in advance to Moses Ni Akai Nete. Happy birthday to Prisla Baba Wilson of Cow Bank from Joe Wilson, Coco, and the entire family. 
and happy birthday to Godfred Kofi Amo, aka Chino, a member of the YNWA Family Ghana platform from Abigail and Chief Admin Kofigo. And this one says special birthday wishes to my king and prince of the Adomaku kingdom, Zachariah and Jason Zachary. You are my rock and I'm mm. forever grateful. We love you forever. This is coming from Ife, Angel, Jeremy and Jordan. And says happy blessed birthday, Zach, a cool gentleman. This is coming from uh, Mrs. Benedicta Ose. Benny, mm. she's sending this to her own small boy being some corner so zach <laughs> happy birthday all right and um uh, yesterday was a very 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 special day in in the life of um one of the key 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 uh members of the journalism fraternity I see. and also the legal uh, fraternity um a fine brain a fine gentleman a man who who is religious to the core a man with <laughs> principles a man who is despite all of that very very humble and and a brother man at that um showed up for me on many occasions and this morning uh, let me celebrate uh, a brother a colleague a friend samson laddie and yenini mm. of uh, joy fm um you have been an inspiration to many 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 in this profession of ours um and you have done so many things that have contributed to the progress of our country. And as I said somewhere else yesterday, may God continue to bless you and yours. And then also ensure that you are kept with us for as long as possible so that you would be one who continues to be in service of our republic. Mm. So that we can build a better Ghana and a better republic for the benefit of all of us and generations after us. Now imagine waking up to the shocking realization that a part of your precious hair has been cut off. It's even more frustrating when you've been patiently growing your strands to get in on the latest fashion trends. Introducing the iVest account from Easyway Savings and Loans. <laughs> iVest is a fixed term investment account that delivers great returns on your investment over a short period of time with no haircuts. Open an iVest account today with a minimum of 5,000 CDs and watch your money grow. What are you waiting for? Call Easyway Savings and Loans now on 0550-144144 or visit easyway.com.gh for more info. Easyway. Yeah, so get in touch with them on easyway.com.gh. iVest, no haircut. iVest, excellent returns guaranteed. And for those who love the Coke, it's a good thing. If you like Coca-Cola, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, especially the <laughs> fantastic. Now you can get your favorite 300 ml Coke plastic bottle <laughs> at five CDs or Coke Zero as, Fanta as a liner for you. Sprite <laughs> at four CDs. And for those who like it large, you can get your 1.5 liter 
plastic coke at 20 cds mm -hmm. and this uh, 1.5 liter coke zero fanta and sprite at 18 cds to share with family and friends is it me or you, you know, the, the, you know that the, the big coke tastes different from the small yeah, yeah. yeah. one liter you know uh, the 1.5 it yeah, tastes different me, what what is being me is uh, they make it Ghana that Aloski has taken personal okay. this morning. Hey, why was that? Better stand up, stand up. No, I want to wish a friend of mine. No, 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 wait. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one. Stand up, <laughs> turn around. Hey! Well, twelve. I want, I want to wish a friend of mine. Stand up, Let's take it one by one. No, you should do as a treat. I want to wish my friend a two Texan a happy birthday. Oh, you mean prof? No, I, no, no okay, that's I took that that's that's formally of choice. I didn't know if it's a choice. It used to be a choice FM. Yeah. Uh, uh, University of Ghana, too. Yes, Atu Texan. No, no, there are many Atu Texans, but this one he knows himself. He's a big man. He says all he wants is rich guy's laughter. This guy, you're a problem. Happy birthday, my brother. Almost somebody is smiling and he's not shooting. He's with me. We've been managing Galamse with each other. Yeah, we very funny. When I get Galamse, and then I want to add my voice to Michael Ogbodu. Uh -huh. yeah, well, so, is a great guy. He's Ghana's answer to Richard's quest. He said he served he served up some decent watchy this morning. Michael is correct. With some green leaves on top. No, he's a I participated fully and he folded his, you know, sleeves. Yes. With his braces. You know, what we used to wear in the early two. So what I'm wearing is the guy's Can you stand up? It's the Facebook The guy the guy says the brand is called Roots. Roots. But I want to change it to Aloski. I I want to take possession of the brand. Made in Ghana. Sold in Ghana. Designed in Ghana. Look like worn in Ghana. Yeah. But you look like you are just catching a flight to attend Xi Jinping's inauguration today. You know, you know, I'm I've I'm been learning the Asian way. The whole discussion about education and all those and the addressing too, I like it. But but you like this Chinese, you don't like the Korean one. The Korean one, the North Korean one, the Chinese is big power. No, this one is China. But this one No, it's called South South Corporation. Yeah, you see, but we all understand the 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 problems with the economy. Yes. Yeah, this one would not. No, no, no. Be... It was. I didn't even pay for it. Actually, I'll tell you how I got it. Okay. Pastor Mauli uh, Benson, Benson, who is a, a friend of mine. Uh -huh. Pastor Mauli Benson is the administrative pastor at yes. Cedar Mountain. Yes, Cedar Mountain. He asked his one. designer to bring me two. Oh, he, he just as yeah, his, his contribution to the recovery of Aloski. Uh oh, so he brought me to Pastor Mauli. Oh, Mauli, he's yeah, contributing to the basis of of Glowfet. Glowfet. Yes, he's brought me to have beef with him. He's been contributing. To a lot of things. That's right. Yeah. But he doesn't contribute that to a lot of artists. Why is Mali Tikata his brother? I was going to give you two. No, they will say, oh, no, this one. You, Sky, girlfriend, and the They call him mother's side, father's side. You are on the father's side. I saw I saw him holding the the oil as uh, director Wengam was yes, being yes, yes, blessed yes, yes, by yes, the, yes. our good friend from yeah, Tanzania. Yes, he was holding yeah. the oil. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah. Pastor Benson, even big man. Big man. No, 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 Pastor Benson. So it's called Mother's Side, Father's Side. Thank you. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. But I'm going to go to the house. It is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very, very beautiful. So, Pastor Benson, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have Nathan here. We have girlfriend here. Luckily to have um, a You know, although that I'm asking. But if you are so minded, you know what to do. <laughs>
you are you are a lawyer in good standing. There's something called soliciting that is prohibited <laughs> by the by the law by the articles of your incorporation. So to come and sit on the radio and be soliciting, I mean, I will, it's not. Good. <laughs> I, I ask you. you have to be so guided. <laughs> You can't come already and be solicited. It's, 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 it's completely against both your legal profession and your journalistic ethos. Oh, please, we are coming. And I'm, you, going, and I'm going to make a formal report to the CG. <laughs> what we are what we are offended by at this moment is how you and Mauli Chikata. Yes. These days they are, are shining a team on the side for that side. That is what is worrying us. <laughs> It is no problem. Yeah, but, but Pastor Marley, we thank you so much. No, but I wanted to say something as well. Yes. You know, there's a leadership lesson I learned from Eric Ten Hag. Okay. And I'll explain the leadership lesson. He took the same team to, to play a game and lost 7 0. Yes. He decided that he wasn't going to change the team. Mm. So he brought the same people from 4 1 to Upper Six. Everybody. And he says, go and purge yourself of this disgrace. <laughs> yes. And they did it. Did you see the first goal? That's what hit it with anger. And you know, yesterday I said to myself, this is a very important leadership lesson. Yes. You know, a lot of coaches would have said, let's change the team. Let's bring in the substitutes. Let's try and say that these guys have done it. He says, no, no, no. I don't think you guys are as bad as I saw in the seven. You know, so go and redeem yourself. The, and they did. Know, according to the inside story, mm. they spent Monday morning yes. in the video analysis Watching room. the game. No, not watching the game. Watching Liverpool players celebrate. He let the players yeah. watch it. Now tomorrow. And he asked them, nobody should talk. Watch it in silence. Then go and play real betis. Next time. No, I, I think it was good. Because, you know, yesterday, you know, I'm not a Man U fan, but these days I'm interested in their, their <laughs> situation. <laughs> so I look at it. Don't tell you put them there. He has repeated the same thing. It's very good. But, you know, as the started player, I said, no, this coach, he knows something we don't know. Mm-hmm. My, yesterday, my daughter upset me. What did she do? <laughs> I'm minding my business. Yeah. <laughs> then... This person comes and says, Ah, did you watch Manchester United versus Liverpool? <laughs> like, it starts there. Why are you asking me today? Because it is being discussed in a school. Why are you asking me today about Manchester oh, United versus Liverpool? Oh, the children, they will never forget it for the next 70 years. Yeah. In fact, there's a day coming, you should say, ah, You know, when I was seven years old, <laughs> many years ago, my daddy was sitting there, couldn't eat his food because his arch rivals had beaten them seven. He will never forget. But, but I do agree with you. It's, it's an important lesson. Um, mm-hmm. I think all week, Ten Hag had been hitting on the fact that the players uh, needed to perch themselves yes. of that. And if, been, if he hadn't gotten a response yeah. from them yesterday, then it would mean there was a problem. And they've been fortified after taking seven up. Oh. <laughs> I also it's want always to. Be. I, I also want to wish. No, no, I'm taking this load. I'm not here to discuss football. I just. Oh, no problem. Well, just wanted yeah, to nice side. Uh, One of my our our Liverpool guys, he's called Godfrey Kofi. Amo, aka Chino. Yeah, Chino. He's yeah. a member of the Liverpool group. The oh, main man. Okay. Yeah, I want to wish him a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, <laughs> and then also a happy birthday. Okay, <laughs> happy birthday. Uh, That's Chino. Yes, uh, not Chino, right? Chino. Yeah, he's a Liverpool fan. Let me uh, plug into the wishes yeah. and uh, wish um, to Mister George Wilson Kingston and the wife, okay. Mrs. Regina Ajua Enim Wilson Kinson. Mm-hmm. 
happy 16th marriage anniversary. Wonderful. Now, Mr. Wilson Kinson is the head of production as uh, at uh, HSTV mm-hmm. and the managing editor at uh, GhanaNewsOnline.com.gh. Mm. Uh, he's also a member of the Parliamentary Press Corps, former executive Wonderful. of that group. And today they are celebrating 16 is, years. Is this guy still the chairman of the Parliamentary Press Corps? Who is that? Ed- Edwin Arthur. Yeah. No, no, no. Edwin Arthur has moved on. Now he's um, he's a barrister at law. He chopped that post for <laughs> He's a barrister at law. No, no. He chopped him. Now he's See, moved on. He's you moved know, on. since we're talking, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about... Lost, but the leadership thing, I, I want to make a quick yeah, comment. Uh, on the, on quick. the thing. Eh? Could it well be mm-hmm. that Betis were not of any serious resistance or value? That's a good question. Provide a Actually, I feel like there. they may... You know, when you go down down 7 nil. Mm-hmm. we need like three games to be sure that you have not you are not in a slump <laughs> so they have they have crossed the first barrier uh-huh. they have another game this weekend yes. we'll see yes by the third game we'll know yes. so it's a good question you ask because maybe it was just you know says the man <laughs> whose team won his first game in 13 or so on thursday I need you to touch base with the guys. Yes, yes, yes. We'll, we'll do that. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, we are go, we're going there. Yeah. We're we'll, going yesterday, there. They went yesterday Ma- they went to Maha. Nine Charlie. hour drive. Eight Nine. hours, 34 minutes mm. from... Uh, hey, I'm even tired for them. No, no, it's not It's not that bad. From Sunyai through to the Bono, uh, to the half Eight region. Eight hours, 34 minutes. Yes. And they passed... That's more than how much sleep I get. They went through, <laughs> they went all the way through the western north. Mm-hmm. Went through the western region, Ayamfuri. They went through, in fact, they passed parts of central region, mm-hmm. and then went through Takwa, and went through uh, Eziama. Oh, okay. Got through Axim, mm-hmm. and then ended up at Atuabo. Wow. A real geography lesson there. So I'm sure they will tell us what what the experience mm-hmm. on on the. On and it's a okay. beautiful place I hear. Having yeah. Been, okay. Let, let's 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 yeah. let, let's just get a feel of you yeah. know their 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 trip to Mahai yeah. related matters. You haven't been to Western North, have you? No, no. Well, not that part. I hear there are some very good footballers there. You should be going there. I have a lot for, of footballers for somebody from, from West. No, no, but I have a lot of footballers from Western North. See, no, the Asante You should go there. BNE. You should go there. Oh yes, because for somebody of your stature, not being to Western North is not good. I have a scout there. <laughs> oh really? Okay. I delegate. Ah, okay. Okay. okay, no problem. You I have a resident that. scout. Ah, okay. It means you know. You yes. know your stuff. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 listen to Maha Flavor. You know. We'll be back. City TV's Heritage Caravan has finally arrived at the Maha Resort here in the Western Region after we took off from the Bono Region, specifically Uzbek Hotel in Sunyani where we were given one of the best treats ever. When we arrived almost at 10 p.m. at the Maha Resort, uh, we were welcomed, freshened up later and then had a good dinner. The dinner actually transitioned from the day six of the Heritage Caravan into the day seven, meaning basically that the caravanites were enjoying themselves till dawn. And as we speak, this is Friday morning and you can hear the music in the background where the caravanites are still jamming and dancing to their favorite music. Most importantly, the MD of CTFMC TV, Samuel Atamensa, has been sharing some nuggets as far as this whole program is concerned. Tourism, for me, is, these are the low-hanging fruits for development, especially for least developed countries like ours, because 
our cultural assets that we have are rich and varied from the buildings in terms of the castles, from the experiences in terms of the festivals, from the history. I mean, look, every aspect of tourism, we have something to show. And we are saying as a city that there's something to say for using your money to buy tourism made in Ghana. Some of the caravanites have also been sharing their best moments on this trip. Well, my highlights will be that the Mole National Park, seeing an elephant in flesh, so magnificent, I was really fulfilled. All the fun, full of excitement from day one to today. Yeah, we are going. This one, no more one week. We are going for two weeks. Two weeks. If you capital town, a genitine, Benko Kumasito, Bigoti, Congress, if you abandon the capital town, a genitine, Benko Kumasito, Bigoti, Congress, if you abandon the capital town, so that was um, Fredo putting together that report. So yeah, so they moved to Maha yesterday. Eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah, it's as I say, the heritage caravan is not just the, the tourism. I for me, I like the road trip. I like the. I don't get look the work I do. I don't get time to travel. So <laughs> for me, sitting in a bus, just looking at the places, it's fun, you know. And you know, geography is actually my favorite subject in secondary school mm. you know i mean i don't know whether it was the way it was taught but so i like places and people yeah you know driving through towns that i have been hearing about but now seen physically mm. you know particularly the 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 western region yeah. the western region is a region i never explored until heritage caravan you know so you're going through places like bibieni you know, BBN. have you been to BBNA before? Yeah, <laughs> have you been to Takwa before? Yes, Takwa. Have you been to Ayamfuri? No, I've not been. Have you been to Wasa Ekropon? Wasa Ekropon, yes. You know, those are okay. the places that for me <laughs> I, I enjoy on the trip. Okay, yeah. let's let's get to the line. Fred Duho is on the line. Oh, his duoship, yeah, his duoship is there. Let's 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 see Duhoski. what we can get out of him. Fred, <laughs> good morning. Uh, How are you doing? Yeah. Good morning, my people. <laughs> Charlie, his doership. He sounds big. Dooski. Fred, how 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 long? Bernardino. <laughs> you know, for for those who are wondering, how long you had to travel to get yesterday. to to get to Maha yesterday? Can you just give us an idea how much how much time you spent on on the road? Well, good morning to our listeners. Um, this whole thing is a road trip. And for that matter, uh, to answer your question specifically, we did um, from Bono region, Sunyani, to uh, Maha, we did about 10 hours. We took off uh, at exactly 9, 10 a.m. from the Bono region, um, Hughesbeth Hotel in Sunyani, and we, we carried through a number of towns. Uh, villages. Uh, at a point, we had to deal with a particular mining site uh, that would uh, that is Newmont, Ghana. They actually opened their gates for us to use their premises okay. because that was, that was the shortest route to use. Aside that, if Newmont had not given us permission to use their premises, would have 
return on that particular stretch and then divert to a longer uh, road, which may also not be... Are, are, you, referring to, are you referring to Kenya, say? Or which, where, where, is this the Afro region? Uh, yes, that is uh, exactly where, where, where we went. In Kenya, say, okay. Yes, exactly. The okay. okay. So, um, I, I don't want to believe because we normally uh, do intermittent stops for people to stretch themselves. Uh, that could also add up to the hours. Uh, and, you know, managing a crowd of uh, over 150, uh, that should be a lot. So we did at least uh, almost 10 good hours. We got to Maha Beach Resort at exactly uh, 10.27 when I checked my time. So that is how long it took us on, on that particular road trip. But I want to even say we did others that were 12 hours on the road and uh, it was all fun. Wow. But, but Fred, have you been to that part of town before? I know you, you are very strong in the Eastern Corridor. Had you? There are towns like uh, Kenya, Sifidim, Kukum, Gosu, Nkasem, Ntontronsu and things. Have you ever been there before personally or this was your first time? Um, the upper east region side was actually my first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing moving through the mines, that one I would say... Uh, I once had the opportunity to move with the Ghana Mine Workers Union hey. when they were going on a, 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 a journalistic avatar. <laughs> so uh, I actually did most of those roads, but uh, I, I can't really recollect some of the names, <laughs> knowing uh, very well some of the village names, some of the towns. Mm. Uh, it's quite complex for me, uh, especially the word behind the Akan language. Uh, that is when I begin to jot some of them down. So I would say I have done some of them before, but some of the routes or the routes were quite new to me entirely. Mm. Mm. Great. Um, so so what's, what's, what's next? What's the plan for today? Oh, Charlie, Nathan, we got here, <laughs> at, like I mentioned, at 10, yeah, about, and can you imagine we went straight to freshen up, mm-hmm. went for dinner at 11, and that dinner actually transitioned us from the day six of the caravan to the day seven. Meaning I see. From that, from that Thursday, uh, which was yesterday, we were, after dinner, we were dancing to a live band till 3 a.m. Hey. And those of us <laughs> who really want to enjoy Maha for the very first time, uh, also went to dress down and jump into the pool. Hey! Wow. <laughs> I see. We, we got we got to bed around four to five a.m. Wow. and uh, I mean it's been interesting, mm. refreshing, mm. and looking at the countryside. Mm. Uh, I, trust me, this is a, a I mean a true definition of a road trip. Fred, Fred, Bernadier, before you talk about what will happen today, I call yesterday's leg the mining leg because apart from the Newmont places you passed in the Afro region, I think arguably the most uh, endowed part of Ghana was on your route yesterday. From uh, Awaso, which is a place where we, we mine, all the way to the um, Ayamfuri, which I've already mentioned, and then you go through the, uh, the what do you call it, the uh, Wasa Ekropong, right? And then you end up at Takwa, 
before yeah. you make a right. So these are Western region and Western North where there's a lot of minerals. I don't know if you observe the roads. Is there anything... I mean, we know there's a lot of galamse in those areas as well. I don't know whether at the time you, you oh. passed through, you were able to see anything. Don't forget, this was where one, there's a place where there was a big explosion as well. Uh, uh, the, the, I think this was a year and a half ago when there was a massive explosion of some mining uh, uh, equipment. I don't know if it was evident on the route that this was a place with mining resources and whether you were able to talk to any people on the road as you were coming. Bernard, it was more than uh, evident. I say so because you would see visibly people mining right by the roadside. Illegal mining, I must put on record. You would see people uh, still fetching this mud, uh, putting it into the, the uh, small, small... Uh, the chamfan is the one they normally put on the river. But the, yeah. the, the, the water bodies we saw all along, I, I can't really, really describe any of them as water body compared to what I see where anytime I'm traveling to the Volta region, the Volta River you see, and even crossing what they called the White Volta, and that is, <laughs> I don't want to believe if it was uh, named White Volta because of uh, one or two, uh, I mean, it may have its own hist- uh, historical background, but, I mean, you travel on this route, if it, it is literally called the Murky Water, the brown water. Everyone would totally connect. Maybe it's about time to even change the name of those those river bodies. It was totally discolored, and it the galamse was still visible. We saw the people right by the roadside. It's not as though they were hiding to do what they were doing by the uh, uh, I mean on the side. Aside that, you would see again that the mining companies that probably are licensed. I choose my words carefully because uh, you would see the large scale at which they were moving about doing their things. And some of them, like I mentioned, with the New Month Ghana, for instance, they were not allowed in. So we had to make a stop there, wait a while for um, the, the leadership to make calls to at least people we know for them to even pave way for us to go through their premises. That should tell you how serious some of these mining companies were taking probably safety or not allowing intruders into their uh, premises. But that, as you painted, this is a mining community and poverty was just smelling on on the road. Mm. I I say poverty smelling because the roads are so bad. And you ask yourself, if gold is a precious mineral, and this is where it's been um, extracted from. The, and the people shouldn't live in such poverty. Oh, my goodness. And most of the bad roads we actually uh, endured on this whole road trip was through the mining route yesterday. The rest, like the northern part of Ghana, even the uh, our carbonites mentioned that, oh, we thought anytime they mention of bad roads, it's about the north here and there. Well, we may be doing the major roads, uh, the, the trunk roads, once a while. But uh, to put it clearly, if indeed we're doing major roads and we came across these bad roads at the, at the, um, the mining site, I mean, it leaves uh, very little to be desired. Mm. Fred, so... so um now that you know you, you guys are at Maha, what's 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 what does today hold for you? What's what's going on with the caravan today? 
Today we're going to have breakfast and uh, check out from Mahabit Resort at 10 a.m. and then move straight to um, Cape Coast where we will be going to uh, the Kwame Nkrumah Museum to uh, also um, for our caravanites to enjoy some lessons, some history lessons uh, as far as the very first president of the Republic of Ghana is concerned. So we're going to the uh, hometown of President, uh, former, uh, what's the name, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. Yeah. And from there, we would move to another hotel where we'll be having uh, fun. Uh, the enthusiasm with which the caravanites don't want to give up on even spending uh, a, a peso out of what they paid is <laughs> is quite amazing because they feel they want to enjoy every bit of it, no matter how tired they are. So we get to a place as at 11 or 10, when you invite them out for even jams. Yesterday at Hughes Hotel, you would, we, we danced our heart out. And the same thing applies to, to, uh, to today. Uh, that was yesterday to today, when they actually and, uh, uh, enjoyed the night, a live band from the Navy band uh, here at the Mahabit Resort. I mean, it's, it's been interesting. It's been amazing so far. Uh, it's, it's a road trip truly of a lifetime. And these patrons, everywhere we go, especially with the hotel, they, they would always acknowledge the fact that, well, the hotels have done so well. And uh, do you know one interesting thing? The mm. patrons would be singing Jama. They always sing Jama on the bus, playing cards. Some so Even some bars have divided into... Montessori School and Zongo Corpus, <laughs> where the Zongo Corpus, you know, what will transpire or what will happen in those areas on the bus. And that should tell you that these patrons are not giving up until the very last end. Yesterday, when I spoke to some of them, they mentioned that, hey, my brother, next year, it shouldn't just be a week. They want this into either be two weeks, but you know, hey. uh, they never be <laughs> They want two weeks, caravan. They want two weeks, caravan. <laughs> Thank you so, so much, and mm. we wish you guys a safe trip to um, yeah. Western region and yeah. through Central region yeah. and all of that. That, that was Fred, though. You know, Fred, Nathan, Fred. I, I really, you know, because of circumstances, couldn't go. I really wanted you to go this year because, oh, yeah, you know, then you uh, know, there like, for example, we talk about football in the Western region, right? You talk about some of the teams, they are so fiercely loyal to their team, they are. In some of those parts, and they love their football in the from the Ahafo side all the way through the western. You know, you sit in Accra, you don't know that there are so many like you go to a stadium in those places, and the place is full. Yeah, you know, people, people are they, that's what I they, mean, Godfrey can they, tell you about some of the rivalries between a team like say Karela and is it Bibiani? I think they said there are three teams in that area, right? No, right now, the it's uh, Karela and Midiama, Karela and Midiama. So that's on the south, so that's Midi- in Midiama, Midi- Midiama is Takwa. Takwa. Yes, mm-hmm. Karela, so they call is, it the Nzuma Dabi. Mm-hmm. and Karela, Karela is, is a Inasi. It's a Inasi. Yes. Takwa is such a big town. Takwa is almost like in the middle of all the mining routes. Mm, yeah. So, I, I think Takwa is probably bigger than some regional capitals. And if very, you, very, 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 yeah, Takwa is huge, and you know, you see massive equipment. You meet people who have been working there like experts and things. Mm-hmm. I remember I met this, like, some people at the the main girl station who've been listening to this show for like many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice experience. And then, of course, you get to the Kwame Nkrumah in Krofu. Yeah, yeah, and then you go to 
Uh, this morning it's and uh, today is mm-hmm. a special day uh-huh. um, it's a special day and i'm declaring uh, before, it okay f- let me do one which is not so special then <laughs> okay. so this, this one is um to a, a young man your father sent this message to me a couple of days ago and i sort of forgot about it so please let me do it before uh, uh, sky does the the big one mm-hmm. uh, this one is from his father fred to his son josiah you turn six today the 10th of march wow. daddy and mommy and the rest of the family wish you god's favor and mercy today fifi you are marked for signs and wonders god bless you so much coming in from your dad who was my mate at the accounts department at the university of ghana wow yes and yeah. it's to his son josiah now let's do the big one yes 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 so today is a special day and i'm but by, by virtue of the authority vested in me by yes, ben please. Yes, please. i'm declaring it a national holiday eh? <laughs> 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 look um clement kojo kojo akapam Hey! What is his uh, <laughs> what, what is his booze name? He has a booze name. 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 You know, he wanted to be autumn, so he, he, he met the doctor. I mean, the doctor. No, it's, it's called a mass boy. He, 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 he had a promising career to becoming a, a, a priest. A, a, a Catholic father. He was actually in a seminary. Yeah. St. Martin's, St. Martin's Minor Seminary. St. Uh, and then he, and he, he was doing the lift. And then he had back on the scene. <laughs> we can say we can walk in chuga. We can say God and Mary. And deny the glory of God, the kingdom of God. One fine priest yeah. would have had. No, but he's still a man of God. <laughs> he's serving in the courts. You know, when you are within a Catholic faith, <laughs> the proper people they, they don't do something. But, but, but you know the Catholics have done well. Yeah. But, but let me let me maintain finish. this celibacy thing. <laughs> So today's Clement's birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to wish him a special because we, we associate ourselves yeah, yeah, with yeah, yeah, because he sponsored he sponsored me. He sponsored me. In what way? Yeah, he understands. In the legal term. Yeah, yes. yes. Oh, okay. So Clement Kojo Akapam. Okay. You are a rare gem of an intellectual. Thank you. And legal mind mm-hmm. whose immense and impactful influences mm-hmm. will endure. Mm-hmm. Your candor and humility. Thank you. Despite the impossible heights you have attained on the ladder of life. <laughs> rising from the depths of Sandama <laughs> in the extreme north of the country. Thank you. Are both inspiring mm-hmm. and truly exemplary. Thank you. May the good Lord, mm. the Holy Mary, mm. the Pontiff in Rome, <laughs> as well as the Monsignor in Accra. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and the Monsignor, <laughs> <like, laughs> you forgot somebody. <laughs> they announce you. They announce you. So, the Holy Mary, the Pope, yes. the Monsignor, <laughs> and the Apostolic Nuncio. <laughs> <laughs> Continue to be the unshakable pillars yes. that keep you in formidable health. Too much. And in faithful and full-time service. Thank you. Of our republic. Thank and you. the whole of humanity. Yes. Mm. I cherish you, man. No. <laughs> but I haven't told you something about Clement. Talk to me. The first election I ever won in my life <laughs> was the electoral commissioner. Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we have to have when I, was, when I was in the university, uh, uh, I, I ran the, the, the Lagos GCR. Yes, yeah. It was the Lagos GCR elect. In fact, he became the University of Ghana Electoral Commissioner. Oh, I see. The Lagos uh, Electoral Commissioner for GCR. Uh, he became the you know the university as an electoral commissioner. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was the electoral commissioner. You know, declared a thing. And you know, and you know his his great, I think a VCRAC crab. Yeah, that's crab. right. The respected VCRAC. His great grand uncle. Oh, wow. he's also former electoral commissioner. Charlie, so no, he means that he's in the blood. Yeah, he, oh, no, and he ran a very fair election, <laughs> and I won it clean. <laughs> and I think Clement was secretary to the original constitutional review. Yeah, no, he was part of the you know the rapporteurs. The, for that, that exercise had uh, Ramona Tuguba working with some very brilliant. Young men. young minds. Mm-hmm. Papa Kowakui, Nanatewe Ocher, mm-hmm. Oliver Bakavomawo, mm-hmm. Clement Kujo Akapam. There are quite a lot of them. It was a very good legal exercise. So Clement, the other thing I need to say is that Clement also helped me read news. Yes. You'd be surprised. Yes. When I was at Radio Universe, mm-hmm. he was one of the people who trained me in journalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if he's your mentor in law, it's oh, also Charlie, a Charlie, great guy. He, yeah. Charlie, he'll come here those days, you know, it's come it's and read the CCM. A big man. And then run away to law school. Yeah. Charlie, and, and they used to sell some bread at his grandma bring the bread and eat oh yeah no so at like these days i don't know why he's trying to go the fro yeah. <laughs> it's gray in it yeah. so we want to wish happy birthday to clement akapam yes, great yes. guy yes. if i play him a song mm-hmm. nathan yes. play him a song okay okay play him a nice we'll, song we'll, we'll drop one for clement yes. boy. 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 How can you play? Clarence must be wondering. No, 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 no. What have I done this morning? Neta, neta. But they've been there. Oh, cha. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. More jatabi. I'm going to try. Are you not? It's without malice. No. No, this yeah, morning nice the, the track of songs you are playing. There's a nice selection on this particular Clement song that you play. Ah, you I'm yeah, actually moving a motion, demanding that you should retract the song. <laughs> 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 it's just a serious song. No, I have not. If you go to a gun compound, you play, I have a problem. Please, those who don't understand, I have not. It means they are chopping more than the owner. It's a very serious It's a serious problem. You, you can't play if you not tell this morning. Tell him, he's watching something. Uh, <laughs> 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 As we they sit here, the owner they cry. Tell no, 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 no. You need songs. You play them on special location. Yes. Okay. No, you can't play. play retract the song. You retract. You should retract. We retract. Okay, full of we, we, we retract the song. Yes. Oji, I have not yet. Mean you, you.
851. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. And this morning on our Heritage Series, we'll be talking about the evolution of Akan music. Nanato Fonboating will be speaking to Dr. Amachi Boating of the University of Ghana. Yeah, and the evolution of Akan music. And this one is... And just to give life to the conversation, it's annotated. It's annotated. So there is... Yeah. Yeah, we'll be giving life to that conversation. Yeah, I want to just do two quick things this morning. The University Student Association of Ghana, in solidarity with NUCS, is calling on the system to pay the students' loan. <laughs> what do you know? They say they need their, they need the money. What do you know? They? So please pay the student loan because I've been a student before, Charlie. If it gets to the second corner of the semester and the student loan is not in, it can affect a lot of things. It can even affect your exam grades. So we want to beg the system to pay the student loan. And I want to give an, a shout to another friend of mine, lawyer Mieza Mie Alea. Yeah, he's from that area, mm-hmm. Teleko Bokazo. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Teleko. Charlie, but what does Teleko Bokazo mean? Teleko Bokazo. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Charlie, that was two names. Bukazo. I think that, and it's near in Kofu. Yeah, there's Teleko. something about rock in there. There's another Bokazo too there. They're the name in Bokazo town, so. You know, I mean, so, so those who have the info, you can share with us what it means. There's Tele- something rock, Bukazo. something. Uh, if Telekubukazo, uh, yeah. I think. Okay. No. There's there a number of Bukazo towns in mm-hmm. that area. There's one called Tele <laughs> Telekubukazo. Yeah, it's near in Chromosome Town, and then there's another Bukazo one. I'm coming. I'm looking for that one. Sorry, this place is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember that um, I will not mention the name of the young man. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, Alabokazu. Alabokazu. So there's Telekobokazu and Alabokazu. Alabokazu. All remember. on the same route to the Mahade. Yeah. Yeah. I remember going there um, to do. I know you went to. You did some work there. Yeah. Some journalistic work. I remember. Yeah, right. And and you know I, I met a young man. Yeah. In in the bushes of um, it must be you know is it in Krofu or Telekubukazu one of that them? area yeah yeah he was cracking coconut yes you remember yes. that story coconut cracker turned university student yeah now he's, he's I think he's even done his that was a really good story is that where you met him yeah that's how I was this is around twenty. Yeah, there was a story there about coconut cracker yeah, who yeah. i think he, he had qualified for university or exactly. something he didn't have... go to university yeah and, and you know um you know came and then we did a story but you know fred who himself used to crack coconut Charlie, Charlie. Yeah, coconut cracking is a serious Charlie, Charlie. it's a very good skill and if you don't the, using the cutlass to crack coconut is a very important oh, skill yeah. if you try it at home you can cut your finger <laughs> <laughs> you know? i remember my sister tried that that my auntie was telling her hey. The last time um, we were in contact, he was in um, uh, Japan. Oh, okay. His, uh, because I think your, your story led to some some support, yeah, support for him. him. And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, he finished University of Ghana and left the country. But how do you even find such stories? You go and challenge some sky to do. We went to some bush to find some coconut cracker. Sorry, sorry. He, we, we're still very much in touch. Oh, you're yeah, in touch with him? Yeah, and he actually got something from here. You know, one of our on air presenters eventually, you know. Huh? No, no, this might be off air. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's classified info. Oh, so he, he didn't only get the scholarship. I celebrate him. Through your instrumentality. <laughs> 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 wow.
I see. Anyway, Coronation Insurance is giving out <laughs> up to 2,000 CDs yeah, worth of raw coupons and other amazing prizes in the Coronation More to Win promo. To participate, just buy your motor insurance using the Coronation Insurance digital platforms by dialing star 789 star 115 hash or visit my.coronationinsuranceghana.com. All fuel coupons are redeemable at any Shell Fuel station. T's and C's apply. You can call 0302-772-606. Now, if your health is important to you, then you need to visit Vigdank Healthcare Center. They're on the Spintex Road behind the Standard Chartered Bank. They specialize in kidney stones, hepatomegaly, hypertension, fatty liver treatments, among others. And they use 100% natural medicine in all their treatments. You can call them on 05 499 or 0502661346. This is still the City Breakfast Show. And earlier we spoke to Freduo on the Heritage Caravan. The Heritage Caravan is powered by City TV in partnership with the Ghana Tourism, Ghana Tourism Authority with support from City FM and proudly sponsored by Holland Ghana, um, the European Union, Malta Guinness, Ebony Condoms, Girl Company Limited, National Lottery Authority, Voltic, Mineral Water, and Colgate Natural Extract. But so mm-hmm. some people listening said they know we we'll passed through Second Takradi today. They said they've had a major water problem for the past few weeks. So we should highlight that on the show for them today okay. as well. So I just wanted to, to point that out. Bernard, he says, <clears throat> I'm an active listener of the City Breakfast Show. Can you hi- kindly highlight the issue of water supply in the Second Takradi area? It's now about two months of initial initially erratic supply and now more than a month of complete cut in water we the residents are having to toil and pay scarce money oh. to get water almost on a daily basis mm. this is the situation in takradi and its environment so we just want to make that plug Ghana water i don't know whether it's related to galamse whether it's a supply issue but this listener from takradi says they haven't had water for over a month mm. and that is not good enough so we're making that plug for them this morning mm. Mm. Maybe my 
Nine on the dot. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sending your comments on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll be getting into our heritage series, and we'll be talking about the evolution of Akan music. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Uh, by, by the way, there's a response to the complaint. So, you know, there was a, a, a comment from Takradi that they hadn't had for two months. Well, the, the information we are getting from the Ghana Water Company is that the Ghana Water Company is not receiving adequate volumes of water into their treatment plants uh, around the Takradi area due to siltation from galam say mm. so long as people will not stop polluting our water bodies water security issues will continue to be on the front burner the machines of the ghana water company at daboise and in chaban are in good shape but there is not enough water to treat so this is uh, uh, the, the response i got from my source in the company that the problem is not the treatment plan the problem is that they don't have enough water they don't have enough good quality water there's too much siltation from galam say so secondly takradi it's real. The Galamsey fight is all of us our fight. If we don't deal with it, <laughs> you know, maybe on a different day we'll talk about this government's uh, rhetoric about Galamsey <laughs> and their absolute, I don't know what word to use. Yeah. In, incompetence. In treating Gal- in dealing with Galamsey. So here we are with no water to drink because we've made Galamsey a slogan that we talk about, yeah. but we feel really. And we, we have people we are sending to go and beat people at Ashaiman. Yeah, people are destroying yes, our water bodies. We are not doing anything about it. Fred was just telling us about how they were, he saw people who were mining by the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In broad daylight. Well, it wasn't like in the night. They don't care. And we are, mining. And now and we, we, chief very, very soon we'll start, we'll start importing water. Yeah. And, we, we'll, still be, nothing, we'll, and we'll still be giving speeches. See, there's nothing deterring them from doing it. 
absolutely yeah. not there's yeah. no consequence yeah so they'll do what they want to do we yeah. say all kinds of we yeah, spend politicians money there, they, they won't once they can get away with it they won't solve what it. you see the part that even breaks my heart is the recent they say oh there is clean the river is yeah. not clean so but somebody said no it's not true They'll wait and then they'll go and do some report and say oh, the water has started yeah, regaining or something. Then you go and Temidity check. levels are Nyama. what? Then we Basa. back to square one. And then we are here. Charlie. Killing ourselves. It's like you take a dagger and you So the message to Sekendi Takwadi is that hmm. there isn't enough water to treat. So hmm. the issue of lack of water will not end today. And this is from the Ghana Water Company source that I have. Hmm. So Sekendi Takwadi, buy big hey. polytanks. That's that's <laughs> all. Like, buy big polytar, collect rain, and yeah, collect have rain. Have you have to do reverse osmosis. Whatever it is, you mm. have to because that's all you can do. The matter there, chop mm. hot. That's all. But how is groundwater situation there? Do they have groundwater water table? But the the amount of money you need to even yeah. think about Charlie, to it's not, it's, you, you have even in this town. sky. Imagine the communities. You know, Laurentia used to live in a place called Ujama Dream. Mm-hmm. There are lots of communities in those areas that you can't afford those things. So. Oh. You know, and Sekendi Takradi is supposed to be a third Lages. of... Third, they, I mean, Akra, Kumasi, Takradi, mm-hmm. before Tamale. They don't have water. And the Galamse is happening with reckless abandon. Yes, yeah, upstream. The Galamse is happening? Yeah. Ah. The Gala Water <laughs> Company is telling us <laughs> like that until people stop polluting our water bodies, we will not have water to treat. And that the Takradi two months water thing is not ending anytime soon. It's Mr. Jinapawe. I'm sure he is. Oh, did you listen to him the last time? Oh, but, but even the president spoke about Galamse. They all, the Galamse, there is in the speeches. Oh. The Galamse is part of the boxes that have to be checked on the speeches. But whether on the ground is being dealt with is a different issue. So that one, there they are, they are also programs going on. They have uh, the tree planting, they have land reclamation, all those things are happening. But the Galamse is also happening concurrently. So whilst they are doing these projects, which are ostensibly reclaiming land, mm-hmm. people are still doing the Galamse. Oh, challenge. Yeah, but you know today's Friday, Failed, so yeah. I don't anyway. want to. I don't want to spoil people's weekend. So you let's let's okay. leave. You, you let's listen to Doctor Amachi Boatin. Uh, let him cool Dr. our hearts. Amachi Boatin is with the University of Ghana. He talks to Nana to four Boatin. If you live in Takradi, please enjoy it. On the evolution of Akan yes. music, mm. and it's uh, it's a conversation that it's so. Are supported by the Chinchin band, so yeah. I like that they'll yeah, give you, life, you young yes, they'll give life mm, to, yeah. to mm, the conversation. Mm, yeah. mm, Enjoy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Heritage Music Series. My name is Nanatsufo Boateng. What we seek to do is to bring you closer to culture our heritage but this particular session we're taking you on a musical journey we're bringing you an evolution of authentic original 
Ghanaian music, music of Ghanaian origin, and how it has grown over the years from what we knew as palm wine high life music to bugger high life, and of course to the music you and I are enjoying today. Stay with us as we take you on this wonderful journey together. On this particular episode or in this particular session, we're looking at the evolution of Akan music, how Akan music has grown over the years, what it was then and what it has become now. We have an amazing band in the house with us, a group of fine young men who play the instruments like no other and they've got voices that are actually, actually, actually cause the heavens to rejoice. They are the ancient Chin band and they are here with us on this show. You guys are super, 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 super guys. And of course, to help me take you through this journey, this wonderful journey of the evolution of Akan music is Dr. Amache Boating of the University of Ghana, a choral music director. And of course, he serves as a judge on a number of choral competitions within and without uh, the country. Doc, you're welcome. Thank you. And many Thank thanks you to you, of course, for accepting the invitation and to help us do this. Thank you. Great stuff. Thank you. So we're going straight into the conversation. We're taking you way back into time, taking you into the 1970s, where we had some authentic Ghanaian music and, of course, some authentic Akan music that were churned out within that particular period. We can talk of some prominent musicians from that time. So for this particular episode, I'd like for us to start with Ejako Nimo. Wonderful voice, wonderful man, a poet, astute songwriter, full of wisdom, a great guitarist as well. Yes. Right. Tell, tell us, uh, what, I mean, really what you know about Ejakonimo. Um, Ejakonimo represents the, I'll say he represents the, uh, the old man in the society, you know, in, in the village. Yeah, so Ejakonimo um, is somebody who maintained the guitar, uh, the palm wine music style. Um, his association with the court, Ashanti King's court, um, also informed his music. He had a lot of wisdom in what he was doing. And like I was saying, he represented the old man in the society. So you realize that most of his uh, works were like giving advices. And even his setup, the way uh, in the village people would gather around an old man to listen to advices and uh, all, all those things. So when you look at his setup, he just maintained one foreign um, instrument, the guitar. And then the rest are mostly local, the uh, uh, bell, the kunka, just that um, ensemble was enough for him to be able to send across his kind of music. So he represents a typical Ghanaian um, um, palm wine musician back in those days. And then you, you would have, you most often see him in that typical traditional setting right. where uh, it more or less looks like it's, it's typical folklore. That's right. Right. That's and right. then prominent, like you just mentioned, amongst his instruments would be the, the guitar, guitar yes. which of course was the only foreign instrument, instrument amongst the main instruments that, that were used. That's right. But one thing that strikes me is that he, he seems to, even at that time, to more of speak on his music than to really sing yeah yeah then we it's more of a recitative kind of thing so you didn't have that lyrical um, um, 
melodies except for choruses that right. he used to sing. And this is as a result of the African style of call and response, so that at least um, for the choruses, he had gets a lot of people to join uh, that to depict the African way of, of singing. So he most of, mostly sings, uh, speaks, which gives him the chance to crumple a lot of words in one phrase or something like that. So that was his style. So you could hear the language very well. If you are an, a, a can-speaking pe person, you could hear him speaking more than singing um, his, his solos, the verses, let me put it that way. But for the choruses, then he turns into the melodic line. Then, that, as I said, it is to help everybody around to be able to sing as in the call and response and that the African was noted for. Mm. And then, uh, I mean, you did mention that Pei's association with the King's Court. He really had great command of the Akan language. But then his music traveled beyond. That's right. So because he tried to sell Ghana, he tried to remain authentically Ghanaian. So uh, a lot of people wanted, uh, around that time, highlight music had become the, uh, very popular. And so people wanted something authentically Ghanaian. And he was able to command that especially using the language, the Ghanaian language, uh, the Akan language, and then with that particular instrument and then the setup that he used to uh, accompany his music, he was able to uh, uh, perform on international scenes and then his music went very far. Right. Now you would also notice that he wasn't really keen about rhyming. Yes. He didn't really want to put in words, uh, I mean, string his words in a way that will sort of end in, in a rhyme. Was it really a particular, or really was it not popular around that time in the 70s? Um, I wouldn't say so, but it was because of the way he had a lot of words within his music. He could, he could, the speaking was more his, um, to speak out the melodies was one of his traits. And so it would be difficult to see whether you, could, you want to rhyme at certain phrases and all those things. So he couldn't, he, he wasn't there to achieve that kind of uh, phrase where you, you sing about uh, 14 lines and then against 15, 14, 15, 14, 15, that kind of thing. That, for that structure, you could get some rhymes somewhere but for his structure it was difficult to have phrasing in them he would he only take in breath when maybe he's he's short of breath or something but then he was a speaking type not the poetic uh, uh, type and he could send his messages across in that way interesting interesting i mean i i, I like that but then you'd also observe that uh, for jack Kunimo, he didn't really dwell more on love songs and even if he did sing a love song there was so much advice in there. You think he couldn't take himself away from that uh, elder in the family to become the musician that he was? Um, he was a musician, yes, but every musician has messages that they, they send across. That is, in those days, every musician um, sang to tell a certain story, and he chose to um, take that uh, line. He talked about, uh, gave advices, especially in family issues, political issues, social issues, and all those things. But uh, he chose to be remain in, in, in that uh, that branch of, of music. Of music. Yes. Yes. All right, great stuff. Um, like I did mention to you earlier, the amazing Inchinchin Band is here with us, and they're going to give us a taste of one of Ejako Nimo's greatest hits, Nadinsua. Thank you. 
rendition uh, by the Inchinchin band. I mean, from the rhythm, the melody, to the content itself. 
absolutely wonderful stuff. And to be able to have been doing that in the 70s, simply amazing. Yeah. So Ejako Nemo, this, for this particular song, he tried to advise in marriage, marriage um, where he used Nadinsua as the woman, not necessarily the Nadinsua, but to uh, talk to as many women as, as possible who might not be listening to advice in marriage and then the consequences that that the aftermath of that behavior and so he used this particular song to to advise women who were that and i'm sure around that time there were a lot of women who didn't want to listen to their husbands even uh, when they go into the bedroom for instance and then you are supposed to listen uh, sleep on your pillow and the pillow gives you advice, advice and all those yeah. things they, they don't take all those advices <laughs> but they come out doing uh, uh, something else and so Jack Onimo drew the attention of women especially in marriage who were um, not respectable uh, they didn't respect their husbands they, you talk one, he talks two, that kind of thing. So it was something that uh, cut across, I think, in those days. That's why Jack Odimo decided to write on Nadine Sua. More of like a counseling session, but yes. through music. That's right. That's wonderful right. stuff, wonderful right. stuff. And indeed, he didn't have anything for the men in that song? Um, the, the man, would, I'll say, in that particular song was to remain calm. Despite the, the behavior of the women, you don't need to maybe throw your hands or something like that. So when you listen to it, you pick your, your, your section, whatever affects you in that particular song, you pick that advice and then you, you go ahead. So despite the fact that it was mainly targeted for women, uh, men could also get their uh, uh, advice from that particular song. And the title of the song, Nadeshia, for a typical Ashanti man, you'd wonder where Nadeshia is coming from. Yeah, um, as I said, the name just represented a woman, yes. It could be his wife or somebody he was associated with, and then he just decided to use that name. But let's see the name as a woman, yes, representing women, um, and their behaviors in marriage. And so uh, it might not ne take, um, necessarily, necessarily be an Ashanti, Ashanti name, name or something, yeah. but he just picked the name mm. to send across his message that he wanted to send Right. Yeah. One person that was also prominent in the 70s is Iti uh, Mensah. Iti yeah. served as some wonderful music. I particularly like him for his voice modulation right. when he sings. I mean, you can have him going from a deep baritone to a soft tenor That's or a right. treble within one song and during one performance. I yeah. mean, it must have been beautiful to see him do that. Yeah, Iti Mensah represented the, uh, I'll say, big band her life. He had, he merged Western instruments with um, with traditional instruments. And so in those unlike days, Kuni Mo, unlike Kuni Mo, who was mostly, mostly yes, traditional that's right, that's right. So Itimensan's style was quite different. And, and uh, based on Itimensan's era, uh, we had that name High Life. Because people, uh, let me say that High Life, it can be defined based on either rhythm or lyrics or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, it hasn't got a clear kind I mean, of definition. a big debate yes, about the yes, so we don't want to do that. It, I'll say it was, it was just an accolade given to people who enjoyed that music at that time. So oh, these people are living a high life. Okay. And so it became okay. high life, okay. a life. So when you go to the dance, um, the dance floors, these concert halls and all those things, you see people in suits, they dressed in a certain way that depicted 
high life uh, uh, living in the society. And so Iti Mensa and, and the rest took advantage of, of those things. When somebody comes to the dance floor, yours is to praise the person. That is why he sings about all for you, Iti, all for you. I'm waiting for you, that kind of thing. I didn't wait to you, I didn't wait to So you realize also that his, his uh, songs are short. Yeah. They, they're all for you section. Few lyrics, the instrumentation. That's right. Yeah. So, he, so that he could project the big band, the brass band, he could project the guitar, he could project the, um, the other Western instruments in his music. So that okay, was so clearly the idea was to sell the instruments right. more than more than the lyrics, wow. yes. But he just had few, and if he used lyrics, it was to to praise or something that would make the listener um, feel proud or that kind of thing. So uh, you could see music of E.T. Mensa, Jerry Hansen, and all those people around that era had some traits that like that. <laughs> really come with some form of dance. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Western dances exactly. that go yeah. uh, some moves. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned All For You. Let's go to Inchinchin Band and let's do All For You and then uh, we can look at it really, uh, what we sought to do with All For You as you've right. talked about. Sure. All right, Inchinchin, All For You. All for you, it's 
mami, I dey wait to you, papa. I dey wait to you, mami, all for you, all for you. It's 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 all for you. Absolutely beautiful. I actually like this song so much. I mean, you can count what? Just about four or five lines in there, and then the rest is just a straight. It gives you an opportunity to dance and to dance and to dance. You think ET was more focused on getting people to dance? That's against Konimo, who wanted people to, to listen. listen. To yeah, him. yeah. So around that time, it was there was another trend of music coming up. So when we get to when we get forward, we understand what E.T. Mensah was doing and how it affected um, subsequent years in music. So the focus was more on the, as I said, making the, the, the audience or those in the concert hall feel big and then dance their way out. There were several dances around that, that time, some imported from uh, uh, the, the, the coming of the white man. Some of these dances, Foxtrot and all those dances, were all in, in, um, used in the dance hall. So Yuti Minsan's focus was also there. And also to project the instrument. You see there were sections that there would just be the brass playing, then the voices would come, another brass would play, then the voices will come, or will, will be played. This was all a, a way of, of, of E.T. Mensen's brand. And then he also did the call and response kind of um, um, uh, uh, singing style in Africa, where he sings first, then the chorus also joins. So that's, that's E.T. Mensen's brand. Awesome, awesome. This is still the Heritage Music Series as part of our Heritage Month here on CTTV. I have with me Dr. Benjamin Amache Boate. He is an ethnomusicologist with the University of Ghana. And of course, the ever amazing in Chin Chin Band is here with us. Our drinks is by Kind Ketsi Ramdez. And of course, our scented candles are provided by Divine Citronella Candles. Stay with us as we take a break here. We'll be back with more. We're looking at the evolution of Akan music from the 1970s till now. We'll be right back. Ago. Welcome back. It's been interesting so far. We're looking at the evolution of Akan music from the 70s till now. This is the Heritage Music Series as part of a Heritage Month here on City TV. Dr. Benjamin uh, Amachibwating is still here with me. The amazing Inchinchin Band is also here. We started off uh, with um, uh, Ejako Nimo himself, then we heard something from E.T. Mensa, Imano Tete Mensa. We now want to go into the music of one of the finest 
uh, to have ever graced the musical scene here in Ghana. I'm talking about the one and only Nana Ampedu. When you hear Nana Ampedu, what comes to mind? First, straight up, what comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind is storytelling. <coughs> Storytelling, story because most of his music had lots of stories yeah. that led to advices and, and, and the rest. So Nalan Pedro, I'll say, um, was, um, um, he followed the Konimo side, exactly. but he had more instruments, um, incorporating more Western instruments in his uh, 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 music. You could, you, you notice one very significant trait about Ampedu's music is the introduction of the church organ in the music, which was uh, a later introduction into high-life music, where you use just the organ and then the guitar. Okay, so Ampedu was actually one of the people yeah. to pioneer introduction of the church organ, organ in, the, in, in, in music. So when you listen to music in that era, high-life music in that era, you can hear the church organ also playing a very vital, uh, giving the, the chord some foundation. It's different progression, right. as if you want to compare that to, say, Konimo. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he he had uh, a stronger, would I say stronger, no, a heavier foundation than Konimo. Konimo zone was just a light key, uh, guitar, but Ampedu incorporated uh, uh, some organ sounds and everything in his, his, his music. And as I said, he also played like the, the old village old man who was always advising people. And one of the things about Ampedu was that he was very metaphorical. Okay. He, he, he picks, he can even talk about animals, mm -hmm. not referring to women or something. He has a song of a man, you would say, uh, uh, where he, he likened all the animals. Mm -hmm. uh, he mentioned about seven animals and then uh, likened them, their behavior okay, so to the some room, the character. That that's women. right, that's right. Yes, but one of the songs that I like about Ampedu is the Obra song. Mm -hmm. The Obra yeah. song, which uh, for so many years was the signature tune. <laughs> Akan drama. drama. Yeah, yes. I, I think that the message in that song was very, very authentic and authentically it suited mm -hmm. our situation mm -hmm. so that everybody needed to hear that particular song. We'll, we'll get into the story of Obra by Nanampedu and the meaning thereof. But of course, if we have in Chinchin here, why not? Tweet us to Obra by Nanampedu.
Interested because back then so many people knew the song but they did not even know who Nanampedo is because when you hear the song you think about Akan drama yes. and so you, you think it's a music score for the television series <laughs> instead of someone's actual music. That's right. It's very true because uh, will I say that the Akan drama also made it made that song more popular also. Yeah. So it's two ways. Nanampedo um, made the song, composed the song. And then the Akan drama series also made it, took it to be their signature tune. But uh, for the Akan drama, I think that they just played a portion of the song without playing the full song, and then thereby, thereby missing out on some of the important messages in that, that, that particular song. Of course, what they were uh, performing in those days was uh, about life things about life so that instead of listening to the song in full you rather watch it a drama and then you get a story but then the opera introducing the drama gives you an idea of what to expect right now i noticed a particular style with opera once it opens the singing begins you don't hear the instrumentation go on for a while before the singing starts um, was it popular then, this particular style? Yes, uh, around that time, the, the focus was not really after 80 minutes time where they wanted people to dance to music. So you get the, uh, the interludes and instrumentations beginning the, the whole music. And Peru's time was more of listening to the message. So once it opens, then the message starts and you realize that this song doesn't even have a lot of interludes in uh, musical interludes or instrumental interludes in the music once it starts it goes on till till the end so the message in that song to ampedu was more important than the the the, the dancing as we didn't want to uh, um, let people dance too much to the music rather than sitting down to listen to the advice that is found in the song mm -hmm. there's usually a, a contest between making evergreen music and just danceable music that will fade out in no time at all but you see we've done ampedu 
we've done Konimo, we've done Eti. Eti sought to do more danceable or music, but it did not fade. So does this really defeat uh, the notion then that uh, danceable music will just fade and music that had advice as content was more evergreen? No, E.T. Mensah was a certain bridge in, in music history in Ghana. So, of course, people always refer to him when they are talking about high-life music. He's one of the people that you can't talk about high-life music without referring to E.T. Um, uh, Mensah. So this is not to say that when you do dance music, it doesn't really last. There are dance musics which have lasted a and lot stood, of them, actually. Yes, it's stood yeah. the test of time all these years. And so this is not to say, but Ampedu had a focus to, to let you sit down and listen to the advice that he had to offer onto you. And you look, listen to the particular song that the band played, it, 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 it tells you that it is not math that we, we become elders. When you are a young person and your parents are giving you money and all those things, you think, oh, I also want to be like that so that I can regulate my own cash funds and all those things. But they don't know that before you get there, there are things that you have to go through. It's not easy to be an adult, honestly. Yeah. And that's well, what we have our own phrase for that now. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ask in Chichin, they can tell you. There's a song actually to it that says, Adulthood now uh -huh. scam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's true. The young yeah. ones will think that, oh, Charlie, this man is enjoying. He has his car. He mm -hmm. has this yeah. and that, a good job and all those. But before all he the flashy there, lifestyle. That's right. You want to do the same, but mm -hmm. then you have no idea what it took the person to that's get right. to. So the that's place. the core message yeah. of this particular, this particular song, brass song yes, by Nana, Nana We want to enjoy CK Man, but there's a gentleman who was there. I mean, he was part of the process. He's performed uh, on various stages uh, this particular song. And so we're going to have him join the band. And then whilst we do this song together, we'll get to, I mean, the cooking process. Okay. And of course, the time that we had to show it to the rest of the world. Right. Let me invite Nanan Kroma, an astute musician. Um, he has performed with so many wonderful bands. He's been through the process of music making. He's seen a lot. And so he joins us with his rich knowledge. Nana, yeah. you're welcome. Good to meet you. Good okay. to meet you. Yes, you are the vocal. <laughs> Nana, we want to talk about CK Man. Okay. And of course, that big song, Maria Cheche. Yeah. And uh, I mean, knowing you and all the performances you've done with the likes of CK Man, what would be your experience that you can share with us with respect to this particular CK Man song? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I attended St. John's Secondly mm -hmm. yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. And we had a band, Matthew Chapter 5 band. Mm -hmm. So we used to run to uh, Energy Estate, where CK Man was okay. Uh, okay. living. Mm. We go there, we're just small boys. Right. You know, we had just started drumming mm. and doing so. So CK Man would call us. You know, he never went to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just tell us, hey, I'm on school. But I'm on one school in Bombay. Okay. Okay. So we started, you know, me, later Shasha Mali also joined right. when we left. Right. CK's high life, I'll call it classical high life, mm -hmm. because of the chord progressions right. and the way he arranges his songs. Mm -hmm. And you play very danceable songs, mm -hmm. songs that will last for years. Mm -hmm. Because even after so many years, you go to any party, you listen, they play CK Man's song. Right. And he's one musician who's trained a lot of big artists in Ghana here. Great. Seriously. Jiwelaka mm -hmm. came from yeah. CK Man. Yeah. 
Pat Thomas mm -hmm. from CK Man. Right. Papa Yangsen mm -hmm. from CK Man. That's a Simons okay. from CK Man. Yeah. Capichiri, the okay. guy who played drums on Akoti Bravo. Yeah. He was with CK Man. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. Uh, Felix Ousu, mm -hmm. all of them. Wow. So we also went there, you know, to learn a few things. Me like this, then I played with CK Man in 1980. Okay. I think 79, 80 there. Mm. Yeah, I said this drama. Was way after you had left St. John's. No, I left St. John's in '79. <laughs> okay. Even when I was in school, we used to run to, to CK Man's place. Yeah. Anytime he has a problem with his drama, you uh -huh. okay, come so to St. John's. Small boy, no, eh? There you go. There you go. You know, right. then I was a drama at my school mm. with David Ampofo. I okay. think you know David. Okay. Yeah, David. The journalist. Yeah. yeah, he was a singer. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Singer. <laughs> so we we'll go there. So anytime he has any problem, you call. The St. John's guys, okay, they will go and play with him, nice. yeah. So after school, I played just about a month, mm. then left and came back to Accra. All right, maybe we should get into that particular song and then you can walk us through, I mean, the progression in the, the drums and all, all that. All right, in Chinchim, CK Man, I noticed something. I mean, if you've done something for so long, it becomes a part of yeah. you. Now, I was just looking at your yeah. movement. 
at a point you are on the drums yeah. at another point you are on the keys yeah. <laughs> you know we learned all from cj mm -hmm. seriously right you go to him he call you mm. what drums in our way you start playing it's a drums in is that the only thing you can yeah. play because he had the people like capichiri ataboyson yeah. they were hard drummers you know and when I was in school, St. John's, I learned how to play the keyboard. We, you know, we had a school band. Every year, they change our equipment. It, it was a Catholic school. Right. So they would come, you go to the instrument room. By then, fully air-conditioned. Oh, wow. But one thing about the school band was, if you are academically not good, they will never allow you to play the band because your parents will not allow that. So go there, you learn a lot, a bit this, a bit this. That's how... I learned how to play the keyboard later, the bass, the, all from you know school. Then CK man polished it. Yeah. All right. Let me show you an all-round musician. Uh, not all-round. I'm not good at the the, the horns. The horns yeah. Okay. Well, but at least you've got the keys and the bass the, the and then the drums. The bass, the guitar, mm -hmm. little keyboard. Okay. You know, just you know, the album we have done Wonderful because yeah, stuff. when I went to CK Man's place, I met Bessa. Okay. He was playing the keyboards. Okay. He was there, and you know Bessa. Yeah. He was there. He was teaching us little, little, little things, you know. So that's how come. Great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Doc, I'll give you the final word on this. We're wrapping up from the 70s, and then uh, give us your takeaway from music in the 70s. Yeah. So uh, to add to CK Man's uh, mm. calling him as a classical highlight yeah. musician, you realize that all those uh, other songs we have played follow the certain pattern. Mm -hmm. In music, we call it the ostinato pattern, mm -hmm. where okay. you just have simple chords, chordal mm -hmm. structure, one, three, uh, one, four, five, or one, two, five, or something like that. Right. But CK Man's music had variety of yeah. chords, so okay. it was, it's difficult to memorize and see. If you don't learn it, mm -hmm. you will not be able to yeah. to play yeah. that kind of music. So. Um, all in all, I think that the 70s they set the trail for mm -hmm. us. Um, as I said, it, it, it tried to incorporate what Africans uh, knew as community mm -hmm. yeah. uh, music making, like the call and response, for instance. So yeah. you realize most of the songs, will, somebody calls and then there's a chorus, that mm -hmm. kind of uh, thing. It also projected African instruments, mm -hmm. uh, but also at times it projected uh, Western yeah. instruments. There instruments, was a blend yeah. of Western, yeah. fusion of mm -hmm. Western instruments to arrive at um, what mm -hmm. they, they had. But those people from Second D, I think, made a great impact. Maybe yeah. because the yeah. crusaders and all those who were coming mm -hmm. from that area, yeah. they affected the music, mm -hmm. and then you could see CK Man's style. And so perhaps they lived more of what we would call the high life then. That's right. That's yeah. right. And you know, you know one thing about mm -hmm. CK Man? If you're working with him, mm -hmm. you never stop laughing. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, we call him the guitarist comedian. Right. Uh, perhaps it's a thing with the uh, Western... You know, there was <laughs> once... You know, there was once... are also doing the same thing today. Yeah, you know, there was once <laughs> where with him, then he said, um, I said, uh, Kufiaka. He was talking about Jiwalaka. Jiwalaka. He was then in uh, Tema. Okay, yeah. Um, I said, uh, Jiwalaka, or that Tema. Since mm. Jiwalaka also a tough. <laughs> Jiwalaka is a superstar or Tema. Mm. 
I'm seeking my name to Tina, no vocabulary. I'm seeking my body. Not telling me a super moon. That was from Sikh. Yeah, that's a good one. But thank you so much, Nadan Krober. I mean, wonderful performer, wonderful musician. Many thanks to you, Dr. Amache Buaten of the University of Ghana Music Department. Special thanks to the Inchinchin Band, the amazing Inchinchin Band. But of course, the biggest thanks goes to you who chose to spend this particular time with us here on the heritage month and of course our heritage music series bringing you the evolution of akan music from the 1970s my name is nanatu forbwating make a date with us we'll catch you again <laughs> this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation City 97.3 Accra. This is still the City Breakfast Show. We are wrapping it up here. Um, Richard? Yes, uh, thank you so much, Nathan. Before um, we go, <laughs> let me say happy, happy, happy birthday to Nanaya Abebio of the University of Ghana. Today is your birthday and we celebrate you for everything that you have gone, you have gone on to do with my family and, and, and my wife in particular. So, uh, Nayira and the kids and myself are celebrating you today. Mm. Nanaya Abebio. Okay. Yeah. That's what we have. <laughs> anyway, that's our show. Many thanks for listening. I sat in for Bernard. You heard him. You heard Richard. You heard Godfrey. Godfrey Odum supported us on technical show produced by Caleb Kuda and Fred Jabana. We are back Monday with another episode of the City Breakfast Show.